Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 14 of the Galen Trombley Show, I have Castle Birch in the house. I just met Castle, so a lot of this stuff was brand new to me, but we talked about his background. He moved around quite a bit. He played a little bit of junior hockey. We also get into our love of podcasts. Uh, We talk a little bit about healthy eating, and then we get in a little bit of uh, social media marketing, and we also have a special guest at the end of the podcast, so don't turn it off before you get to the end. Um, We hope you enjoy episode 14 of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, We are back this week. I was gone last week. I'm trying not to miss any weeks this year. That is my podcast uh, resolution for the year. Um, and I was just out of town on vacation, so, but we are back, episode 14. My guest today, um, I actually met him 20 minutes ago, um, so, so I like these though, I like these type of podcasts, I've had some of these before because they're good, because I have no clue, I'm just going to kind of ask him questions, let him talk. Um, he was a direct recommendation from one of my pre- prior guests, who may make a guest appearance later on in the show, um, I was told I had to talk to this guy. And as soon as I saw his name, I thought it was destiny. This kid had to be on on the podcast because he shares an odd name like myself, uh, a cool name, but just a, not a very popular name. Um, it is Mr. Castle Birch, Castle with a K, which I think is dope. Um, so Castle, welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for having me. Are you excited to be on? I'm really excited. My first podcast. So First podcast. First. We're going to pop his cherry today. So <laughs> this will be fun. Um, so Castle, for the people that don't know you, including myself, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, kind of generic, and then we'll go background and work our way forward. So kind of like a very quick 30-second elevator pitch, and then we'll go a little deeper. Perfect. So uh, currently right now, I'm uh, 23 years old. I'm going to SUNY Plattsburgh where I'm uh, – Majoring in accounting, a pretty fun major. Uh, other than that, you know, I have uh, was born in Montreal, but uh, I've grown up most of my time in the North Country. Uh, you know, I lived here for probably around 17 years or so, so pretty excited to be on the show, though, and get forward to talking. Okay, now, so that that's good. Now we're going to go all the way back, way back to the beginning. So yeah. where did you grow up? Where were you born? Um Anything you want to touch on, and then we just kind of build from there. So, go ahead. so I got pretty uh, interesting background. So uh, I was born in Montreal, so n- not too far from here, across the border. Um, my dad actually works for Homeland Security, so he was a diplomat there. And uh, he met my mom in Montreal. My mom was uh, born in Italy, but she was, grew up in Montreal. So actually, when I was born, I actually had uh, the dual, dual citizenship with uh, American and Canadian that I still have now. So it's a pretty interesting fact. It's nice to have both. And uh, I actually had Italian as well, too, but I had to get rid of uh, one when I turned 18 years old. So just have my American and Canadian. Uh, it was there for a couple of years, and then we uh, we moved down to Miami when I was younger. Uh, about after 9-11 with my mom working uh, for American Airlines and my dad with the government, they kind of wanted to get out of the city. So we moved up to uh, Rouse's Point, New York, where 
I've pretty much lived since. Went back to Montreal for a couple of years uh, right before high school. But pretty much, you know, I could say I've grown up here and I consider this to be my hometown. Okay, so um, Montreal for a short period of time. Yeah. I'm assu- I don't want to assume, but do you have, you can speak French. No, I can't. Oh, funny or not? Shit, there yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was totally gonna say because you kind of got like an accent a little bit. I'm like, this guy's got like some French. Going yeah. On. I, honestly, I probably know more Spanish than I do French. But and uh, a lot of people like in Montreal, a lot of people speak English. And the part where I was born, and uh, I mean, my dad only speaks English too, so we didn't really speak it in the house. And then uh, the part of the West Island, Montreal, it's predominantly all English. No one really speaks French at all there. Um, it's required in school, but I never really went to school there until we moved back for seventh and eighth grade. And there was uh, a French requirement, just one class, but you know it was a little too advanced for me, and I never really got to learn too much from it. So, no, that's that's great. I, I took like eight years of it, and no, nothing enough no. to get a buy. Like I can read stop sign or street signs and stuff. Yeah, and uh, same maybe here. order off a menu, but nothing, nothing. I can't speak it very well. Um, so then you went to Miami. Yeah, it was it was little there, honestly. Probably remember just a little bit, you know. Uh, we lived there for a couple of years, and then uh, just uh, just enjoyed uh, Florida. You know, it was nice being young there, but it really wasn't a good place, you know, to grow up as a kid. We moved back to where well, we moved to Rouse's Point when I was seven. So in Miami, I remember growing up. You know, we lived in a gated community, but my parents still wouldn't feel comfortable with, you know, running around the neighborhood and stuff like that. You know, it is Florida; it's a little different, a little more dangerous. So. When we moved up here when I was seven in Rouse's Point, we live in a nice little community neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it was a great place growing up. All my friends lived next door. Everyone lived close. And we we're kind of free to do whatever we want around town, ride our bikes, you know, go out in the woods, build forts and stuff. So I had an awesome childhood growing up here. So um, do you currently live in Rouse's Point too? No. so or cur- like parents still live there? Yeah, my parents are, are there, but currently I, I got an apartment with my girlfriend in Plattsburgh right now. So Okay. Yeah. And um, did you go to Northeastern? Yes, I did. Okay. And what year did you graduate? 13. 13. Okay. Um, I knew some kids from Northeastern, so we weren't far. I grew up in Chasey. So okay. Yeah, my so mom taught at Northeastern for many years. So um, who's, who's your mom? Uh, well, last Mrs. Ryan, I guess. Okay. You oh, know, you had her? Yes, yeah. Oh, there. Science, right? Science, yeah. There, so, so, okay, there we go. I know I'll, your mom really well. Okay, then I'll have my mom listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'll ask her if she knows Castle. That's a cool name. I don't I don't know. What, what, yeah, no, for sure. 100%. Because I, I think I saw her at Valcor for a party, actually. My mom? Yeah, I think about a year year so, ago or oh, so. Oh, that's right. So you worked at Valcor? Do you yeah. still work at Valcor? Yeah, and oh. it was actually a party when, when Meg was still there, an event. So I remember seeing her there. And oh, there talking. you go. She's retired now, right? She's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely yeah. had your mom. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that, that's there you go. So I'll, I'll let her know that you were on the podcast. Yeah. So you went from Miami up to Rouse's Point. So... Um, Anything, I mean, up to this point, anything worthwhile that you, I mean, you obviously grew up, you did your thing. Yeah, I mean, so, any- so uh, um, after high school, I, I played three years of junior hockey. Okay. And uh, I started in Tampa Bay for a year. And then I went from uh, Minnesota to El Paso, Texas. And then uh, I finished my last two years in San Diego, California. Wait, so, so Florida, Minnesota. Yeah. Texas. Texas. And, and Cali. Uh, yeah, Cali. So to play hockey, yeah. So they have hockey in all those places. Yeah. So uh, in the in the Florida, the the leagues, uh, the USPHL. So it's um, okay. It's about a thirty team league, ranging from there's a couple teams down south in Florida, Atlanta, and then primarily the amount of the teams are uh, in in New England area. So we 
play a lot of showcases up in Boston. So we'd play the teams down in the south, and then there'd be a showcase probably every other couple of months where we'd go play all the teams up in Boston and New York and stuff like that. And that, that was for, like, to get into college or hockey yeah, or something ex- like that? Yeah, exactly. And then um, after that, uh, I was supposed to go to Minnesota, and uh, I got a better offer in El Paso. And uh, so that, that league was uh, Western States Hockey League. So there's about 30 teams, maybe a little less than that. And that went all the way up from Seattle to to Vegas, to Texas, to Dallas, to OKC, like all over the place. And so I was there for a short period of time. They were, believe it or not, they're probably the best team in the league they were that year. The team you were playing on? In time. El Paso, okay. yeah. So I was supposed to go to Minnesota. I changed my mind last minute and went to El Paso. And... Uh, it was a hard decision because my dad's side of the family is from Minnesota, Wisconsin area, so it would have been nice to be close to them. But the uh, El Paso offer was uh, too good to turn down on. So we got down there, and I mean, they, it was it was you know it's a lot different. El Paso, it's uh, you know it's right on the border of Mexico, and you know Juarez is is literally right across. You know, most people, or at least I, on the Rio Grande. Yeah, it's more so, so more near uh, New Mexico area. So I guess okay. a little little more west than that. And uh, so we got there, and I kind of thought that El Paso and Juarez were probably like, I don't know, Plattsburgh to Montreal, a, okay. a good distance. But, you know, we uh, we drove there, and we noticed, like, oh, like some of these houses look horrible. And uh, and then we saw the black fence that separated the two, so I had no idea that the two actually touched. And, I mean, you could you could throw rocks at one another across the fence uh, separating the two. Are you talking about the border? Yeah, okay. with El Paso and Juarez. So. That was uh, it was really cool. Um, we had a uh, probably like a we had a, a lot of kids on our team, which was one of the reasons why I ended up leaving. But um, we had kids from uh, all over Europe, you know, Russia, a uh, ton of Canadians and a ton of Americans from different uh, spots. A couple from up here, a couple from Montreal, and uh, so we got down there. I was there for probably uh, I'd say a month and a half, and. Uh, it was uh, we had about five lines and only about four lines could play in hockey, so I really was kind of stuck in the bottom six, and mm-hmm. I wanted a bit more playing time. So uh, me and actually two of my uh, current roommates, well not current, but at the time from uh, from up in Quebec in uh, Saskatchewan, we we requested a trade and we got sent to San Diego. So yeah, it was <laughs> pretty, San Diego? Oh, it was awesome. You know, yeah. loved. Uh, we had a great team there, uh, great fans too. Um, Pretty much, uh, we had a hockey house where about 24 of the guys lived in, and we had guys from uh, Russia, Kazakhstan, uh, Finland, Sweden, all over the place, like anywhere you could name it. And this was a single house? Yeah. So, it was, so how it many was, bedrooms were in this place? So there were about uh, six, seven bedrooms in the place, and we had about 22 guys living there. But when I got traded <laughs> at, the, uh, at the time, it was pretty funny. We actually we got traded on a Friday and or actually on a Saturday and they had uh they had a game on a Sunday and they wanted us to play so we pretty much had to pack all of our shit uh Saturday in El Paso I have a stick shift for a car so my two buddies don't know how to drive stick uh. so by the time we all lived together in their apartment returned the stuff we had to packed up all of our shit uh the coaches like tried to get here you know we want you guys to play the next day so we ended up leaving at like around like five o'clock and it was it was like a six, 14 hour drive, and oh, I had to drive the whole way with no sleep, and you know it was it, it was pretty bad. But uh, we got there, and we thought we were gonna play, and it turns out the the trade had to go through 24 hours, so we didn't end up playing that oh, day. But Jesus. but yeah, when I got there, um, 
the uh, the coach at the at the time, uh, Randy Carlisle's son, Craig. Randy's uh, he actually just got fired from the the Ducks. But he was an NHL coach, and okay. his son played at Brockport, so that was another reason why San Diego was a nice fit. Uh, so we got there, and my two buddies ended up living in the hockey house, and I actually got lucky. Uh, in uh, junior hockey, you have what's called billet family, so they're families that take in uh, take in players, and mm-hmm. pretty much you live with them, and they they take care of you. So uh, I got put at a place, a uh, beautiful house with. Uh, you know, a great family, and I had my own guest house. It was like five minutes from the beach. It was it was phenomenal. And then my buddy, my best friend, ended up signing a couple of weeks later. So we lived together and we had a good time. Good time. But out you weren't in the hockey house. No, no, I just so, just went to go visit. Yeah, I can only imagine. So I don't even know if that was. I mean, yeah, the hockey was house it, was it clean? No, no. Okay, I was gonna it, say I just, it. It was a nice house. It was uh, it was a huge house. Um, Basically, the assistant coach lived in the basement with his girlfriend, I'm assuming wife by now. <laughs> and uh, pretty much the middle floor or the, the first floor consisted of, it was kind of funny, it was almost segregated in a way where like the, the Europeans and Canadians and Americans all stayed downstairs where all the Russians lived upstairs together. That was their thing. Yeah. So they were, uh, yeah, it, was, it was just, it's such a, such a big difference, you know, and you get to experience all the different cultures and personalities yeah. and how people are. So the Russians were kind of funny in the sense where they would, they would stay up all night and they FaceTime their girlfriends back at home and stuff with the time, oh, with yeah. the time yep. change. And then basically, uh, they, they, I wouldn't say they'd get up for practice in the morning. They'd be up the entire time, go to practice and then go to sleep throughout the whole day. Whereas the Europeans, the Canadian guys, we, you know, we'd pretty much, uh, Went to sleep at night and got up in the morning. Yeah, so. Um, so, how when did junior hockey end for you? So I my last season was uh, 2016. Is when it, I finished around in May. Uh, I had a couple offers to different schools in Pittsburgh, uh, a couple different places. I committed to go to school in Pittsburgh, and uh, last minute, just uh, the coach ended up switching schools, and mm, yep. it was. Uh, you know, I didn't really want to be far from home anymore. My girlfriend here and my parents and stuff. And so I decided to go up to Concordia in, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there for about a year. And school would have taken a little bit longer there with, uh, like, different Quebec rules and regulations they have for getting into the business program. So I decided to transfer into Plattsburgh, and I'm a senior right now. So In accounting. In accounting, yeah. Who's uh, – does he do – I think I've mentioned him before on this, but uh, Muhammad Gaber. Is he yeah, still there? so I just I just had a test with him actually. Did you? Yeah, Did he's I, a, he's a good guy. He's, he's a, a very good guy. Good. Does he still? He used to travel back and forth between New York City. Does he still do that? I I don't think so now. I okay. know he's in charge of the accounting and finance department. Oh, so, so he, okay, so he might. So have to I'm be assuming, here. yeah, he's he's here majority of the time. So yeah, he was. A, I just remember him being a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a I good guy. I think everybody that takes him like just loves him. He's such a great man. But um, okay, so. We did hockey. You moved up here. Um, now, what has been? You're at Plattsburg State now, and you've yeah. been there for all four years. After, so, well, you went to Concordia. Concordia. So this would be my second year at Plattsburgh. So I'm planning on graduating within three years. Okay, cool. And what have you done? Since, I mean, you've been here. You worked at Valcor. Are you yeah, still yeah, currently yeah. working yeah, there? I'm still there. So what did you do prior to? Did you do anything prior to Valcor? Just kind of like doing the hockey thing and yeah I probably didn't have much time to do much besides that yeah the hockey thing was kind of a full time uh between the months of september and april so 
the, the whole time there. I mean, we'd, we'd either be on the road or be practicing. So we didn't really have much time for much else. Uh, but, you know, in the summers, I'd come home and work. And uh, I, unfortunately, I didn't do any online classes. I kind of just, you know, tried to enjoy the summer. And, you know, it was a good three years starting school, I'd say, when I was 21. I know it's a little different for a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's kind of traditional to start, you know, as soon as you graduate high school. But I'm happy I, I did my three years. You know, I get to live out my... Uh, Live on my dream and meet like a lot of a lot of great guys, you know, from all over the world. We still keep in contact, you know, all the time, and it, you know, I felt like I was a bit more mature heading into starting school. Mm-hmm. So, not that I wasn't in high school, but I feel like if I would have went right into college, you know, I wouldn't have taken it as seriously. And you know, I have a lot of friends too that you know went in right after, and then you know they ended up dropping out for a couple of years and going back into it. So. Well, I think I remember going to Plattsburgh and most of the guys that played hockey. So I went in typical like 18 to 21 or whatever. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of those guys were about your age. Yeah. And they yeah. were juniors and seniors. So obviously it was kind of weird because you'd be like 19, 20 in the class and the guys, you know. Exactly. And of course, when you're 20, a four year difference is bigger than if you're 28, 29, oh, for, 30. Yeah. You know, it just feels more. For sure. Um, but the, the thing is, I always thought about that. I'm like, it kinda, it's kind of when I was younger, I was like, it's, you know why are they, you know, delaying going to school? They're not going to go to the NHL, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, to be honest, you're only so athletically inclined, you know, to a certain point yeah. and then it drops off. Like you're in good shape and you're in that you're in the mode to play hockey. It's yeah. like, well, if you stop at 19, 18, 19, well, you might as well go a few more years because eventually your body's just going to say, no, I can't do it. You exactly. get to 24, 25, depending on what level you're at, you get to the point where you're just like, hey, I just wasted three or four years where I could still play. So I think that's kind of cool. Like if somebody does want to, even if you know you're not, maybe the best you thought you were ever going to do is go to, you know, a D1 or D3 college yeah. or something like that. But you still have the aspect of, hey, I got to play three more years exactly. of just, just hockey. Met a lot of cool people. Got to travel. Got to do some exactly, like, fun yeah. things, good memories. And then, heck, you're 23 and you're still going to graduate, which... 23 is still super young. You yeah, know what I mean, so it's yeah, like exactly. You know, think- it's you live life once, you know. So I definitely, no, I wouldn't mind graduating. I'd more want to graduate school earlier and then start working right away. You yeah. know, I, I'd rather enjoy my uh, my years when I'm younger, you know, and could look back and hundred all those memories. You yeah, know? you're you're, you're not gonna. Rem- I mean, I, I went to college, but I, I mean, I have some memories of college. But yeah. if I would have had memories of college from 18 to 21, or if I would have had it from 21 to 24. I don't think it really would matter. It would have been fun either exactly. way. Exactly. So. It, it definitely, uh, it is true though, like being a little bit older, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's more the traditional college experience, especially because yeah. I'm not currently playing right now, but uh, no, it's still good. I honestly, I think it's better for me because I really focus on my grades and, and academics, but you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm excited to get done school, you know, as soon as I can. So yeah, it's nice when you're done. What, what do you want to do after? Cause you're going for accounting. I mean, yeah. So uh, accounting's kind of a, a bridge to law enforcement. I, I want to become an FBI agent, so I've been. Uh, I know accounting's kind of one of the best pathways to get into that. So, okay. yeah. So I've been uh, looking into that, um, like investigations. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, FBI obviously is that, but is any kind of specifics within the organization? Well, like, so, like accounting, you know, pretty much any crime. You know, today has to do with money for for the most part. So, mm-hmm. they look at accountants as like a, a good degree to have when you apply. And it looks good just for, you know, white collar crimes and all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. 
Yes, you can understand balance sheets and audits and stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I was looking into, uh, I went transferred to Plattsburgh, an entrepreneurship major, and I did about, I did a class, you know, in my first semester there, and I really wasn't liking it too much. I just felt like it was something I wasn't really gaining a skill set out of, Mm -hmm. and I really excelled at accounting. So, I mean, business, you could use accounting for pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. I still do the generic business courses. I'm still going to get my degree in business admin as well, too. So accounting is just nice, nice background to have. So I from, I, what I, from what I remember too, at Plattsburgh, it's one of the highest business degrees you can get. Yeah, yeah. It still is, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah, that and, and finance. So yeah, so I, I did into there. You know, I I love the professors at Plattsburgh. They're all good. Like like we spoke about Gaber. So is uh, Jason Lee still there? Yeah. So I have. Dude, he is like super great dude, but the guy is like a lot of energy. I haven't had him. So oh, a uh, lot of energy. I, I know of people that have had him. Uh, he, He's wicked smart too. Like he, I, I think since he's probably done a lot more, but he was like coming up with accounting programs or something oh, that really? like okay. these like companies or governments were using. Like he was, he just, he, he invented, I don't know exactly what it is. I'd have to ask him, but he invented a lot of cool things. I remember him coming in and be like, oh yeah, so I did this project and, he, and like now these big companies use it. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. You know, I just found out a way to do it. And like, it's just a very like, you know, a nonchalant kind of deal, yeah. but a um, lot of energy. Guy loves accounting. Loves I, numbers. Yeah, it's it's good. It's honestly, I find that good when when you have teachers like that. Yeah, you know, they're, they're at least passionate about yeah. it because it makes it more interesting to understand stuff when instead of someone just out there. Because I'm sure you've had the other end of the spectrum, whether like monotonous or uh, yeah, monotone and no, don't really say and anything. It, it's like tough. You got, you got to teach yourself at that point, and they're pretty yeah. much just reading reading off PowerPoints. So yeah, and I'm just looking out the window at the guys doing the construction on the side of the road. You know, so it's. That, yeah, that's, that's, how I kept, that's how I kept myself entertained. Uh, I had an energetic accounting teacher my first semester at Plattsburgh. So, so it was he, good. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of reason why I switched. I mean, he was he, he made he made it interesting. Was he it made Dean? It fun. Yeah, it was Dean. Yeah, yeah he was a nut too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was in Dean. a good way. Yeah, all, all good. But there, yeah, yeah, it was Dean. So he, uh, yeah, he, he. It's true. He actually. Uh, I realized I always wanted to do law enforcement, but um, he actually mentioned the whole FBI thing. How you know he was thinking of doing it when he had a CPA, and they called him back right away. So. That's why I'm doing accounting. So I'm going to do that and uh, get a couple, three or four years in professional experience and then, and then try to apply yeah, that. that's yeah. cool. And now, can you do FBI be locally or you have to go somewhere? No. So the way it works is technically they don't really don't hire agents until they're around 29, 30. That's okay. kind of like the average age for a new recruit. Um, you could apply 24, but a majority of the time they require you have at least two years now of uh, experience with something that requires a bachelor's degree. So... Or you could have your MBA or doctorate or whatnot, and then they you could apply. So I need a couple of years of experience, and then while I'm doing that, I'm gonna try to work and get my uh, CPA and certified public accounting as well too, to cool. kind of just make my resume look a little better. Big time of year right now. Get those taxes in. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I met my my lady yesterday, and that's stresses me right out. Yeah, stresses me out. It's, I, it's just one of those things when it's done, I just like I'm like thank God. Yeah, I just, no, it's no. just too many things in my head to try to figure out, but um. Who's your favorite hockey team? Montreal, and being born there. Go so. Habs, go, go Habs, go. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that as as a, as a as an intro to uh, our non-Hab friend over here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we won't touch on that too much. But did you go to a bunch of games? Yeah. So I, I went to uh, growing up. You know, we went to some games. Um, when I was in Montreal, we moved back seventh and eighth grade. I actually like growing up. I wasn't really a Habs fan, and. Uh, we moved back seventh and eighth grade 
you kind of just you you go to the games, you know, and just uh, just the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere around the city, especially when they're in playoffs. Everyone oh. has their their flags on their cars, and then so I kind of got hooked into that. And then my coach at the time of the school when I was there, he played for them, and so it was just kind of just naturally came. Yeah. You know, I found myself cheering for them in playoffs, and you know, eventually just love the have. So now you're wearing the sweater, so it's cool. Um, let me see. So you talked about Italy. Yeah. Have you been? Oh, many times. Really? Okay. Yes. So where have you been in Italy? So pretty much throughout the whole country. Um, we have uh, my mom's. I still have cousins and aunts and uncles out there that uh, I go and see. So I was there the past two summers. Pretty fortunate. My mom used to work for American Airlines, so mm-hmm. I get free flights until I'm 24 years old. So <laughs> really? Yeah. So I got six months left of that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hop on that one. Um, so where you? Where is your family from in Italy? So my mom's side's. I'd say. Uh, probably around the southeast like Campobasso that's where my my grandma and grandpa are from her uh my current relatives that are there though they live a little bit up north so I'd say a hour east of Florence okay I went to Italy 10 years ago okay and it's awesome I went for a month um oh it's a long time Oh, not a month. Sorry, what did you say? A month? Yeah. No, I meant a week. Okay. No, I don't know why I said time. a month. Maybe because you said I was there for summer so I was like thinking months. But yeah. um so we went to let me see. Went to Florence, Pisa, Pompeii, uh, Rome. I said Pisa, right? Yeah. And then we went down to Naples. Also, um, all the good spots. Sorrento. Am I thinking Sorrento? Is that a place? It is. Yeah. Okay. We went there. Went to Capri. Okay. Capri is probably my favorite spot. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. That was nice one. Um, so the water was like super blue, but yeah. Italy to me is one of my favorite. Like I, I can't wait to go back. I just thought it was such a cool country. Did you go by yourself or did you no, have family we went with, No, it was like a school trip. A so, school trip. So okay. we went with a bunch of buddies. So that was fun, that was fun too. Yeah. Um, it was a spring break. Yep. Okay. Spring break. So I, I did one of those too, where, uh, I've been like before with, you know, family yeah. or friends, you know, and stuff. And, uh, we had a school trip to, it was part Italy and part France. Yep. And it was my junior year and I didn't really want to go. I kind of just want to, I've been there, but, uh, I kind of just want to go somewhere warm for spring break. My, <laughs> my mom is like, I oh, know you should go with your classmates and stuff like that. So I ended up going and honestly, it was probably one of the most experienced, like best experiences I've had just going with, yeah. You know, I wouldn't say all my best friends were on the trip, so you kind of met other people in school you wouldn't really have talked to before, and we just we had a blast. It's fun going with your school, you know. And Wait, you, did you? Oh no, that might have. Did you graduate with Avery? Yeah. So is Avery your cousin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Avery, Avery, yeah. Avery's one of my good buddies. Oh really? Did he yeah. go with you on that trip? No, he he went to Spain. Okay, he was on the. That's Spain why I asked him because I'm like, I think he went to Europe at one, but that was it. It was Spain. So I should have put sense. the tromblies together. There's yeah. a lot of tromblies, though. So I, I wasn't what's sure. funny is there's a lot. I only have a couple first cousins on my Trombley side, and he's one of them. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, I have two. No, I have three. I'm the fourth boy, so there's four boys over okay. there amongst at least like cousin wise, and he's one of them. So, okay. Yeah. So, so your so your dad and uh, his dad are brothers. Are, so Perry, okay. Perry, nice. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uncle Perry, yeah. Yeah. And Mel. So did you have did you have Mel in school too? Yeah. Uh, actually, no. So I I moved. We moved back to Montreal seventh and eighth grade. So I never really had. The oh, she was junior high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they're they're great. So, um, okay, no, no, keep going. So, yeah, so the trip so was good. It was great. It was it was awesome. You know, we it's fun going with the school because uh, I mean, there's goods and bad parts. Like going with the school, we had kind of older counselors, so we weren't really allowed to to stay out past ten o'clock. You know, yeah. and it was kind of 
kind of watched all the time, but you know, we still had fun. You, you get, uh, it's fun being a tourist. You know, I, I got to see both aspects of Italy and Europe as like my family doesn't really live in the touristy part. Yep. So you kind of get, you get more authentic, Italy. more authentic. Yeah. Traditional food, you Good know, cooks. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, so when you go with the school, you kind of really don't get that because everything's kind of pre-picked for you and yeah. it's kind of cheap. So it was, that was pretty interesting, but you know, getting to see all the tourist spots with my buddies and stuff like that and going around. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know how your trip was, but we, we didn't really stay at the best hotel. So it was kind of we, funny. You know? So we, uh, well, at least from a hotel wise, we ended up, well, I want to get back to the, the food thing first yeah. before we skip. Cause I'll talk about the hotel, but you can't miss the food. So the best thing about Italy, I've had the best pizza in my life. It was in Italy I and it was so. like a generic, I know it was like, but it was like a generic, say generic, but it was, it was cheese pizza with like a basil leaf on it. Yeah. There was like very little, I want to say very little cheese. It was more sauce than cheese, but it had like really fresh, like, uh, was it Parmesan? Yeah. Was it Parmesan? Is that the kind? Maybe I'm thinking the wrong time, but whatever the type of cheese was, it was extremely good, but it wasn't like a ton of toppings. It was very much like a thin pizza, a little bit of sauce, a little bit of cheese and like basil on top. It was delicious. delicious. I feel like the ingredients, I don't know what it is there. It's just, well, the, the, everything's more simple or tomatoes taste better. The yeah. olive, olive oil, olive oil, everything. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's a big difference. And I don't know if it's cause they don't really have as big of supermarkets there. It's, it's kind it's of cleaner. Yeah. It's very much like, like farm to table kind of thing. When you talk about like the wine over there too, when I went over there for the trip, we couldn't like, yeah. they were kind of sticklers on like the drinking thing. I think I might've had a couple, Yeah, We snuck by that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the same, but we, uh, I've heard, and I've had wine before. It was over here at the time, but it was shipped over from Italy. It was an Italian guy that had the Italian wine. But because there's no, like, sulfites in the wine. Okay, yeah. Which I, I've been told, I don't know if this is true or not, but this, they're the ones that kind of give you the hangover because they're like a preservative for the wine. Well, over there, they make it and it's so fresh that they just kind of, they bottle oh, it. That, but, that makes sense. But yeah. they drink it, I guess, so, it's kind of very close to when they actually, like, they're not shipping it out all over the country and stocking it and then selling it. So... The wine over there I've heard is a lot pure, like, and I've had it once before and it was phenomenal. Same thing. It was like just such a good, like yeah, fresh no, wine that, sure. um, so I don't know if you've had that experience over well, there. So, so my relatives that actually live there, they have their own winery. So they, they make, awesome. they make their own wine. So I, I never, I believe it's around September and stuff. They start harvesting, get everything going. Yeah. So I never really saw the process behind it. The two, um, so I guess uh, is the wine good though? Oh, it's it's phenomenal. So yeah. the two, um, looking for the word here. So my cousins' parents, so like the grandparents of there's two families out there. So they both did it. The grandfathers, one passed away, so the other one's still doing it. And the other, like the cousins and kids, really, I don't think they know too much about the process of doing it. And he never really taught them, so it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen in the future with it. But probably like an older older craft. Yeah, meaning like it's kind of like your like your grandparents or that generation, and, yeah. and maybe a little bit below them, but the grandparents like grew up doing that exactly, and then it's kind of been slowly lost and and more commercialized, and it's kind of gone downhill for sure. Yeah, I think they're still they're still making it, so I always bring some bottles back when when I go there in the summer. But I hope they continue doing it. In the yeah, future. that's cool. I just. I've always liked wine. I'm, I'm more of a wine drinker than probably like I prefer wine over a lot of alcohol, yeah, different types of alcohol. Good. Yeah, and I don't know why. It's it's actually the only alcoholic drink that I can have with 
with a, like food. Oh, okay. That like makes I, sense. I have yeah. a hard time drinking beer with food. Like I'll drink it prior to Same, eating. Yeah. And then once I start eating, I won't touch my drink and I'll drink water just because it like, I don't know, just eating wise is too heavy, but wine, I love it. Like give me a good meal with some wine. Amazing. Oh, it's true. It's, it's, it's weird though. Cause when I was younger, like I would say younger, a couple of years, I only like the sweet, like white. And now I kind of feel like I transition so to like, I only like dry reds now, like as dry as it gets. I don't know. Really so you like went from sweet. college girl to like, exactly. like a, a good wine drinker. Yeah, no barefoot. My, my, uh, my you know, yeah. Behringer's, Moscato, all those yeah. things. But I, I, uh, when I first got in the wine, I literally went dark red right in. And that's all we did. Oh, okay. Like I went good. straight yeah. into it. Um, never really hit anything. And to this day, I can't drink sweet wine. I think we, Every once in a while, I'll have one that has like a touch of sweet to it, and you can kind of get by because it still has a little bit more yeah. of like a true dry taste to it. But for the most part, I'm very much on the on the dry end of the spectrum. But yeah, I start I, I start I with sangria. <laughs> that's yeah. So that's what I was worried about. Yeah. You know, people start there. It's it's tough. We're slowly. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, who we talked about in her podcast. She's a HRT major at Plattsburgh. Okay. So they actually take a class that has like wine tastings and stuff. And she goes, well, I really like the pink one. I'm like, Jordy, no, like you gotta, you gotta like slide yeah. that a little darker and get, and get into the other end of the, the spectrum. I wonder if Bag remembers that? that class. They got rid of the wine class when I was there. Oh, oh. they knew you were coming. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but they brought it back. So, um, they, yeah, so they had the wine, which, but that's like, to me, the spectrum like going into dark red i'm glad you're there now because it's yeah. good it's a good place to live no, on that for, on that end for sure um so we talked about this you said this is your first podcast but you said you're a podcast oh yeah avid listener avid listener i like that so yeah. which which podcast i know you kind of mentioned a few before but let the listeners know what podcast so you I, like I, I love spin chicklets it's a hockey <laughs> podcast um the Ryan Whitney and uh, Paul Bissonnette, the two guys, former players that do it, are hilarious. And uh, they got another guy in there, RA, who's kind of just a fan, but he's, he's from Boston. He's got that deep accent. He's he adds a good a lot of insight as well to it. Um, it's just funny. They bring in a lot of uh, ex players and current players, and just the stories they tell back and forth. It's like you're in a locker room all over. And again. it's just, it's just like locker room humor. They're just like yeah, they just joke around. Exactly. And like sometimes they even talk about hockey. It's just kind of just stories, you know, of their road trips and stuff. And it was it was awesome. And it's kind of crazy to see how it evolved because I started listening to it as soon as it came out, and it was just with the Ryan Whitney guy, and eventually. Paul Bissonnette, who has a pretty big Instagram following and social media following, he got involved and got in as well, and it's just taken off now. I mean, they got so many followers it, on Instagram. And this is Barstool, right? Yeah, it's Barstool. So they're part of Barstool, and, I mean, they, they do um, – they went to a couple of the stadium series games, and, you know, they didn't realize how many fans they had, but they did, a like, a live interview thing, and the place was sold out. So it was just cool just to see how many people actually enjoy podcasts, and all my buddies listen to it and stuff. And it, It's a, it's a funny, uh, fen- like I say, phenomenon, but it's been, I mean, now it's basically just on-demand radio because really we, before TV, that's what people listen to. Now yeah. we're going in the podcast. We're back to, we've gone from, like, looking at a screen to now we're back to listening to oh, stuff. Oh, for sure, and, yeah. And I think, like you talked about, you know, you just said I, I get in a car, I put a, pod, a podcast on versus listening to music. Exactly. Which I never listen to music in the car. It's always a podcast. Um, even at home, if I'm doing work or doing chores or dishes, I have a podcast on because exactly. I can I can listen, but I don't actually have to physically watch something. So I can use my eyes and hands and everything for something else. No, it's it's nice, and then it's it's crazy. Some people kind of 
like oh it's like talk radio and i honestly i like talk radio a little bit i did too back in the day yeah yeah. i'd listen to it and people think it's weird but uh i kind of like the sports insight and stuff on and uh i just started listening to podcasts and i loved it and you know barstool's got pft and and uh, or actually pmt and just so many others and you know i'm always looking for the newest one barstool's great yeah they're great do you follow uh portnoy on instagram yeah i I follow pizza reviews and everything it's kind of funny uh Actually, uh, my girlfriend this summer took a video of me next to, uh, there was, there was some Asian lady that went into, uh, we were in Italy and there was like, a I don't know what's the word to pronounce it, but it was kind of like those natural like waterfall things where you can go in and it's hot springs. Okay. And she had, she had her full clothes on and, uh, like a little hat and I was kind of near her. So she videotaped it and she sent it to Barstool and it was actually on there. On the account? Yeah. On the account. Yeah. The main account for like 15 minutes like i was taking a shower and she's like oh my god like you're on barstool and like wait we, is it still on there no it's fortunately so but they take it down they took it down i, I don't know if it was not to do with racism or whatnot <laughs> but but they uh it was a caption and it was out there for about 15 minutes and a couple of my buddies commented and i just got out of the shower and i was like did you get to see it yeah i got to see it for about like two minutes did you screenshot it yeah i, I got screenshot it. i'll show it to you after so, yeah it's true it happened so uh it was on there and at first like the first thought through my head was i didn't know what video it was so i thought like someone took a video of me doing something stupid and when put it, it on there one, or a college or yeah or like like anything like just one of my buddies did something so i was kind of panicking at first like oh my god like what's on there <laughs> and then i finally saw like she showed me you know it was just that video where you could see my face a little bit but um it was pretty funny a couple of my buddies got to see it before i guess they deleted it and yeah uh, they're commenting on it and stuff and got to watch it so oh, there you go yeah it was pretty cool it was, uh, maybe you'll get on a pizza review coming up soon. yeah i yeah, know those are my favorite to watch yeah he's he's good though the because i think he started as like a sports betting guy yeah like, I, or, i'd be interested i never really looked like the the whole background with barstool but i'd be I, curious to, i think he started i think i looked into it once i think it was like he started around 2004 and i thought he did something with like online gambling okay and then our sports betting or something yeah. like that, which is obviously he's a big horse better and, yeah. and stuff. But then I think he ended up going from there. Then he started doing blogs for, I don't know which, maybe it was like the uh, Boston Globe or something. And then he went to something else and he started Barstool. And then slowly, as, as he says, taking over the internet, you know, so it really is. I mean, they have so many things that go viral that uh, they do a good job. But no, I, I think I, they're geniuses. Whoever, I mean, obviously to me, I really think someone like Barstool is going to out, outdo ESPN over the next oh, few years. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. They have way more engagement and more followers and loyal followers. Oh, exactly. And I, I think part of that has to do with the podcast because I think a majority of Barstool. I mean, there's Instagram too. Everyone likes the funny videos and all that. But I mean, a majority of I'd say Stoolies, like true Barstool fans, listen to all the podcasts. You know, they're on XM too at Barstool Radio, and I feel like they're pretty much taken over completely. Um, well, I, I also think that one of the good things about podcasts. And a lot of things that people are now following is because it's not censored, it's not regulated. Where I think if you go on like, if you watch like the news segment and they're like just very scripted oh, and exactly, have to go by the book yeah. and like ESPN, they got to go by the book. These guys in Barstool are saying what me and you are thinking or want to say. Exactly. And they're saying it and like ESPN's like, those guys would say the same thing, but they can't. They'll lose their job. No, ex- exactly. So Barstool, Portland is like, you can say whatever you want. I don't yeah, care. It, like, you know. That's it, it, things part of the reason why Barstool is so successful is because they're not really like too politically correct. No, not even like, close. Yeah, it's where, great. Where it's, where it's nice. And uh, I think they had, uh, so they had the guys from Pardon My Take. They had an ESPN show and it only lasted one day before they ended up canceling it. 
dude who was the, who was that so was pft and uh big cat so they, oh yeah they, okay so they had an espn show yes, and it was there right. for a day and then they they canceled it right away i don't know if it had to do with you know being affiliated with dave and barstool and like next thing i knew it was gone so they're still doing stuff uh big cat i think does stuff with a rod now yeah it, he he jumps on the podcast too i've looked in a couple with him with him and a rod yeah but but him and uh most people say him and pft are are probably the two biggest two biggest guys um well what about uh Who's the guy on the mic? Uh, Borelli, Frankie Borelli. Yeah, Borelli. Is he, is he the guy that films the pizza reviews? I I don't. Th- I think there's two. Maybe he is. I don't yeah. know. I think there's a, might be another Frankie too. Yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe he is the all right Frankie. I okay. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. That's a good I, I got to look that up. I'm not sure, but they they do some they do some funny ones. Um, I've listened to it a few times. I don't listen to it religiously as like cause, same because yeah. we talked about like it just gets overwhelming when you yeah, listen to a bunch and you're so like many. I have. A few that kind of are my my go to kind of things, and then it's like the ones I filter in based on the topic. And I find Barstool is like my filler because it, I really don't keep up with it. But then I can just put it on and just laugh for yeah, exactly. like an hour and a half, two yeah, hours. They're great. So it's it's I usually only listen to the uh, was it the week review ones or the, the true Barstool one, the one that Dave goes on and okay, stuff. Okay, I, I, I haven't heard that one. Like yet. I don't listen to foreplay, like the golf one. I don't listen to. There's so many. They even had like the the ones for girls now too. Yeah, the two the two chicks there. Oh, the my my buddy sent it to me, but I don't I don't I forget what it's called. I, I pick up my buddies for it. Call her daddy. Yeah. What is it? Do you listen to it? Okay, so, so two two of my buddies' guys listen to it. So I'm really, my buddy gave him a hard. Well, I think they're like it. filthy girls. Right? Yeah, exactly. They talk about filthy. Yeah, yeah so that's exactly. yeah. We we. Uh, I've never listened to. It. I probably will throw it on once just to see. But I heard I, they have a crazy following though. So oh, I, I was yeah. say I'm sure they're good, yeah. especially if they're only female. Uh, barstool podcast i think there's there's probably a couple like other girls i think that work at the office that have podcasts too i don't i don't think it's like as i don't know r-rated as uh the caller call me daddy call me daddy i don't know i got got, her daddy i don't know one of the others i may have to listen to it just for a good laugh but um no that's and then i talked about um getting into joe rogan which you will yeah i'll get you into him he's he's good he's got He's one of those guys, like, you could listen to every podcast, and they're, like, really... They're long, aren't they? They're three hours? They're long, yeah. yeah. I know. I can't keep up with them. I, I go usually about two, but then it's, like, I get hungry and I got to yeah, go. Yeah, so, exactly. But he, uh, for, for the most part, his people, there's a mixture. We talked about there's comedy guys, you said, like Dr. Phil on. Yeah. And then he's got guys that I've never even heard that are, like, astrophysicists that get on. and um, But you can put one on, even if you've never heard of the person, and they're, they're it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and he's a good conversationalist. He's good background he's he's general knowledge pretty good he's got some specifics with like you know different things that you know especially like mma and comedy and things like that but i like that he i kind of based this podcast off of that as i just talk to people that i think are interesting um or people i've never met before example you but um it's good you know it's, yeah. it's kind of no, cool it's interesting especially when you haven't met someone yet there's more to there's more to talk about you know and you, that's it you kind of it's more of a learning because i i find that my hardest podcasts are the ones where i know my like i've had some buddies on where we know each other so well that I I assume I almost don't go into stuff because I just like I know it then I like oddly think that everybody else should know exactly, it but they don't yeah. obviously but um so I get into that habit a little bit where I don't expand on stuff like, I, I got to r- realize that people listening don't know maybe some of the background or you know side uh, what's it called like uh, inside jokes that yeah. that we know that they may not know but um, no it's fun it, it's good overall it's kind of cool to to meet different people kind of see you know, get recommendations from people. People yeah, say, hey, you should sure. talk to this person. Um, 
Now, let me just ask. Actually, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll do that later. Um, so you talked about um, before we got here, go to the gym. You, you still go to the gym? Yeah, yeah, I try to, you know, at least a couple times a week. It's a, it's a little harder in the, the winter months with school sometimes. And it's dark and, and cold. It's dark and cold. And I try to like to do in the morning or else I feel like I'm not really going to go in the afternoon. I, yeah. So I, I was telling Ellie, we, we just did the uh, our other podcast with her before we, um, we started this one. And I told her I've gone three days in a row, which I've totally fallen off the wagon. I, I used to go all the time. Yeah. And then a mixture of business getting busier, um, having a kid, expecting a kid. Oh, things congratulations. Just, yeah, thank you. But things... Uh, you know, that takes over you yeah, know, your time and, yeah. and your priorities change and things had to take a back seat. And then that took a back seat for too long. And then I'm like, I can't, I got to get back into it. Cause once you get out of it, it sucks. And it's like trying to climb back into it. It's, it's kind of like frustrating. Cause you know, you got another hill to climb that you already climbed at one point, but it's like, I, I basically climbed it, uh, skied down it very fast. And now I'm trying to climb back no, up it again. So, yeah. um, but that's good. So do you go, you go a couple times a week? Yeah. A couple times that a week. That probably takes off from your hockey though. I'm sure you guys did quite a bit through that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's kind of funny. We did, um, we, we had a personal trainer last year at San Diego who do all this stuff, but, uh, we did a CrossFit gym and right after practice as well too. So I kind of did some of that stuff mm-hmm. and now it's, it was tough. I mean, we hated it just because, you know, it's... Which one did you go to out there? Do you uh, remember the name? I can't remember exactly the name. I'd have to look it up. Okay, that's and fine. It, we were there for... We probably had like a four-month contract with them, and then we kind of just did stuff with the private trainer towards the end of the season because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was tough on your body. Yeah. Especially like in the beginning of the season, it was okay. You know, it was right... It was kind of towards training camp, so a month before the before we started playing games, we really got into it, but... I mean, towards the end of the season when you're kind of beaten up and yeah. it's hard to... I was going to say, you, you need more recovery than you need more workout yeah. at and, that point. Yeah, and they worked on that there too. I mean, they were, they were good with all the stuff they showed us. I mean, with the lacrosse balls and stuff you could do. Yeah. You know, just with the wall and the like band. Like fascia release? Yeah, exactly. And all the band and, and stuff like that. So Did was, you do a lot of that? Foam rolling and... Yeah, just, I, for for most part of it. Honestly, I never really got... I never got hurt my three years of juniors. So I just lost a tooth. So, I, I mean... Spit and chiclets, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, the, the, the cross, it was really interesting. I mean... It's nice doing with the team because you kind of all got to push each other. And yeah. It's almost Accountability like... Accountability and, and exactly. camaraderie. It was almost like a competition too, because I mean, we'd uh, we'd keep track of like certain scores we got and stuff, and the running and all that. So I mean, I felt like it really got me into good shape. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, w- I wasn't even aware Plattsburgh actually had a CrossFit gym. So yeah, yeah, so, Boynton Avenue. Yeah, so it's, we'll we'll talk about it when you leave. We'll, for, for sure, we'll get you in. Yeah, you can come to five thirty a.m. with me. So oh, that's rough. But uh, it, it, three days in a row. Let, let me tell you, my my hardest thing is that I just get home too late, and then it's like. It's tough to like wind down to get up. So like if I have to get up at, I get up at 4.45 to go. So I got to be in bed by 10, which only gives me like, what's that? Six and a half hours. Yeah. So like tonight, this is odd. I usually don't do this, especially during the winter, but I have a showing at 8.30 after this, yeah, which, we, say which we talked one, about. Yeah. But so by the time I get home, we're probably looking at 9.15 to 9.30, meaning that I'd have to basically just like almost go right to bed yeah, that's hard to do so tomorrow i will not be going just because it like again life throws stuff at you yeah. and, you know so that's but i've been trying to get better at not working till midnight because i have a tendency just to do that that's just my thing so i've been really trying to focus on like hey 10 o'clock i'm in bed lights are off phone's off i'm just forcing myself see, to sleep see, that's what's hard about the the 5 workout because 
It's sometimes, I mean, in the winter it's tough because it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. you, you it's know, negative 12 to, this morning. Exactly. You don't want to get up, you know, you're cozy in bed. It's dark outside still. So in the summer, I feel like it's a little easier because you just throw on clothes and you go outside. I mean, in the winter you got to put everything on and then. Well, well the good thing about the, what you talked about the gym, like going with people, yeah. like yesterday there was 12 people there. No, so good. like when I go, it's not like I'm just going by myself. Like if I was going by myself, probably not going, but if yeah. I'm going and I know everybody that's going to be there. It's fun because once you get there, once you get there, it doesn't feel like 5.30 in the morning. It feels exactly. like I'm there, I'm, I'm moving, I'm getting blood flowing, I'm doing, you know. I mean, It's a five minutes in the morning, they're tough. It's, it's just getting it's like, up well, and then you're It's okay. the in bed, like getting out of the yeah, bed kind of thing. exactly. It's like, uh, do you know who Jocko Willink is? No. I'm you ever not. seen him? Oh, you got to, like, so he's got a podcast. He's an ex-SEAL uh, commander guy. Okay. And, and super, like, intense. Yeah. Um, he wakes up every morning at 4.30. And, and and every morning, like he puts on Instagram a picture of his watch every morning, and it says four thirty or four thirty one. What time does he go to sleep at? Why well, no? This is what people say. Does he go to bed at six? Like no, he like goes to bed at like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like there's times he'd be like four hours of sleep, like go time. And I'm like, see, I and, I actually listened to um, uh, it was funny, uh, just an interview or it was a podcast with Black Rifle Coffee Company. I I know of them. Yeah. yeah. So they had they had two former seals on uh, one was a ranger one was a seal and what they were talking about was actually sleep and they had mentioned that how like they feel like throughout their time through the military that you know when especially at boot camp and buds where they'd only get four hours of sleep that it really like screwed them up mm-hmm. they're around their 30s 40s now and they talk about how much like sleep is important to at least get seven to ten hours and how they feel like it's really kind of messed with them recently and like now yeah. they, they try to get around seven to nine hours of sleep at least every night mm-hmm. and how like how big of a struggle it, it has to do with you know well i think like sleep for me if I, I this is my what i've always thought about sleep if i sleep six hours i'm i'm tired the next day yeah like if i sleep six i'm like the next day it's just i know it's going to be one of those days where i'm just going to not feel 100 percent on um, seven, I can get by. Yeah. So like right now I'm probably averaging about six thirty to seven hours of sleep a night or six minutes, six and a half hours of seven. Um, I'm fighting it. Like it's not terrible. I yeah. can get by, but like there's times where I'm like, I need a coffee or I'm just kind of like a little, you know, a little sluggish. Eight hours is good. I find my optimal is nine. Yeah. And then I also find that once I get the 10, I start getting sluggish. Again. Oh yeah. It's too same. Long. Yeah. So, I, I'm so, around the same way. I'd say around. Seven to eight. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes when I only sleep seven hours, I feel better compared to when I sleep nine. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know what the factors have to do with that. If it's what well, I'm doing through the day or. Well, Sunday, like this past Sunday night, I went to bed. I will. I went to bed at ten. I woke up like wide awake at eleven fifteen. Like slept hard for yeah. like an hour and fifteen minutes. Woke up. Then I was up every hour. I saw every hour of the clock, and there was a certain point where I literally laid in bed for two hours. Oh wow! Like. Like laid in bed, eyes closed, but I was yeah. up. Like I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. And it was odd enough, oddly enough that 4.45 came up. I got up and I was wide awake. Uh-huh. And it's weird. Like then I'm always like, man, when am I crashing? But I really didn't at that time. So I don't know. Because there's times where I'll go to bed at, I'll go to bed and I'll wake up. And I won't remember waking up in the middle of the night. Like I slept all the way through and I'll wake up groggy. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, man, like why didn't, why I slept great. Didn't, like I didn't feel like I woke up. And then that one where I probably only got maybe three to four hours that night like i woke up fine like i rested i was but i wasn't fully like sleeping and it's weird I, like i wonder the effects that has i mean maybe yeah. in, it, it, i feel the same way sometimes where 
it's just like uh, sometimes even sleeping, like it happened to me a couple of times last semester where it's like before an exam and I tried to go to sleep around 10 o'clock and then you, it's an early 8 a.m. class, so you're yeah. a little stressed out. And then I feel like when I get to the point where it's around midnight and I start, I don't want to say panicking a little bit, like, oh my God, I got to fall asleep. That's when I can't fall asleep. And yeah. it happened to me one semester where I was up the whole night. I mean, I, I literally couldn't fall asleep. And I went to school the next day, did my test, yada, yada, carried on through my day. And then, you know, I tried to go to sleep early and I panicked myself again. And I didn't I, work out. Now I ended up staying up to like one o'clock and I finally I fell asleep. But it was just like, man, and I got sick after. So it, it, it's crazy. Like I felt fine like in the morning when I went to go take the test. Yeah. But after that, I really started to feel the effects, you know, not, not you start getting run down. Yeah, exactly. But I, I feel like if I get like five, six, seven hours, I mean, be okay. But. It, yeah. all, it all depends what you're doing the next day, too, I feel well, like. I think it's, too, if you go... Look at that. <laughs> there we go. Nice. What's weird is I really can't hear, I can't hear it too bad. So, train's going by, which we're, we're in studio down in, in the office near the train track, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, same thing. If you go... Like, I'm on my third night of, like, six hours and 45 minutes, roughly. Six and a half to 6.45. Um, I'm doing okay. I felt a little tired today, but yeah. I'm, like, feeling okay. I'm, I'm just wondering what I'm going to feel like come like 10 o'clock tonight but yeah. like i said i may i may sleep until like seven tomorrow morning so we'll, we'll see that's make make God, up an, an extra two hours of of the sleep but um yeah no i think sleep's great um do you feel better getting up early compared to when you sleep in a hundred percent yeah yeah like I, fi- I find if i sleep into like eight o'clock i just feel like i get almost pissed at myself because i'm like i just wasted like one of my, my biggest things i complain about is lack of time and i'm pretty much from morning to night, just running around like crazy doing yeah. stuff. So I find that if I l- lose two hours in the morning because I slept in till eight, that I'm like, man, like I, I wasted yeah, time exactly. that I could be doing something. So like I know tomorrow I'm going to probably set my alarm for like 5.30 or 6 is what I'll probably set it tonight. It's early, yeah. Which is still early, but yeah. I'm like maybe I'll sleep an extra hour. But it really could be like I, I get up and at 6.30 or 6, I'm like I'm, I'm exhausted. I'll, I'll sleep in another hour, you know, yeah. just cause I'm like, at that point I'm like, I really need the extra sleep and I'll, I'll do it. I listen to my body enough cause I don't want to be sick. But when I do get up, like, I, I, you know, I, I get up, go to the gym, do the whole thing. I feel great. Like, yeah, like, no, it's the same. I, I feel like some of my best mornings actually when I go to the gym early and especially yeah. if you have a good workout, a good start to your day and then yeah. you feel good the rest of the day. I have good energy. I crash a little bit. Come, come noon, you know, yeah, you get, you get a little tired, but I think, like for me, if I if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm not yeah. going. So like to me, like I, that's the that's what you talked about, like that morning decision, like getting up into yeah. bed. It's like if I don't get up right now, you know, in the next like five minutes, I'm not gonna have enough time to get there, and I'm gonna miss it, and then I'm gonna be pissed the rest of the day that I missed it because I know true, I can't yeah. go tonight. So my my thing is like that first like five minutes where it's like it sucks, but like just force yourself to get out of bed and go. Do you eat before or after? Both. I I I, I used to not. Ellie mentioned the same thing too. I've I've tried to get a little better eating wise because yeah. I wasn't eating great and the, and really it was not that I was eating really terrible food. I was eating pretty good for the most part. I'm, I'd say overall I eat well probably eighty percent of the time. The problem was I was eating like sixty percent of what I probably should eat in a day. Okay. And then I got into that mode where I just was like comfortable eating like not enough food. Like yeah. I would like skip breakfast. I would great i would have like a small lunch or i would get to like two o'clock and i haven't ate lunch and i would eat it and then i would go home and try to like eat more because i tried to make up for it but then i like wasn't hungry to eat more yeah. and then it was like 
this vicious cycle. So when I work out and I eat what I'm supposed to, I actually feel you know fine. Like it's exactly yeah. Like my body, like when you work out, you actually need the food, and you're like you're eating almost twice as much, but you feel great, and you know you you actually perform better and actually feel better and look better and everything else. So, um, but I do eat both because I used to go breakfast, lunch, then I'd go like four hours and then I'd work out and then I would eat afterwards. So like I couldn't go four hours without eating. So I really got to the point where I was eating right before, well, I say right before within an hour, okay. half hour to an hour. So when I get up at four forty-five by five o'clock, I'm eating something. Usually it's just kind of like some protein and then yes. like some dates or something that it can, you know, some just like a sugar, like a carb and a protein source that can kind of just give me some energy to get through, which does the trick. And yeah. then I come home and I eat breakfast. There you go. Okay. So, so that's, yeah, I was curious how, yeah. So it's, in the same way. Yeah. So I need something in me because, um, I was always like that too. When I played <clears throat> like high school soccer and stuff, you know, we were always, we would always have food prior to the game. Um, very rarely would I go like, like five, six hours without eating. So I'd always try to have something, whether it was on the bus before, or if it was a home game, we usually we'd go to like a buddy's house and we'd have some food there. So we were always like eating prior, but yeah. I, could, I could usually eat up to about how, how how long prior though. I would say we would eat before we got to the field, the the like locker room. Yeah. So say our game was six o'clock, we'd get to the school about four thirty. So okay. we probably ate around four. Okay. Ish. So, so about two hours before game yeah. time. Yeah. See, I me, mean, I was. Had to be more like three, four hours because I felt. Oh, really? You kind of felt heavy and like. Yeah, I like, felt heavy. Yeah. Like if I'd, I'd need like, majority of the time I'd eat, then I'd take a nap, and then I'd wake up, and then I'd go to. Yeah. Because yeah, I, just, I don't know. I feel especially eating a lot of carbs and stuff, pasta and stuff before a game, I and mean, you want the yeah. energy, but it kind of takes it out of you for a little bit until. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. S- some people have had that where it's just too much, too much, too close. And like morning games, we'd play a lot of like afternoon like 12 o'clock games on sundays and honestly i normally feel the best on those and i think it's because i really didn't have too big of a breakfast and i'd go yeah. play and i mean i'd eat after but yeah i could see i could see both ways I, yeah. I i was always one that i could eat now i wasn't eating like a full-on meal it was kind of like you know you're kind of grazing or picking that yeah, stuff or sure, like yeah. i remember going um in high school i think my junior year we'd go to my buddy's house and we'd always his mom would always make us mac and cheese for home games so oh, we'd like nice she'd make like this homemade mac and cheese that was great now granted that's a little heavier yeah but you know when you had a metabolism at 16 17 oh, or it yeah. just goes it right through doesn't you really affect you yeah. yeah so you just pound down you know not making a, a dent in what you're doing but then you you know get at least energy to, to burn it off throughout the game so that was good Th- those are some good times but i mean for food wise i try to stay i've I'm trying to stay stricter to what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't fully cut. Usually when, when I get to this point, I really try to track what I'm eating, like kind of like yeah. log what I'm eating or, or track like the macronutrients and stuff like that. And then I try to kind of limit like, you know, alcohol content or, or or like I don't eat a lot of sugar, but I try to eliminate like fried foods. And yeah, um, I definitely eat a lot of carbs and proteins and fats. Like I, I eat enough of it. I don't like. I'm not like keto, right? Yeah. Limit everything. Yeah. So I eat, I eat all of them. I try to eat very balanced, but I try to get rid of the, the fried food. Um, desserts, not, I'm not a big sweet tooth, so that's fine. But like, you know, like alcohol, not that I'm a big drinker, but like yeah. social, socially I'll Social, drink. yeah, same. Um, so like sometimes for the podcast, like we'll have wine or we'll have beer or something like that. And I did, to be honest, I didn't even think, I forgot to ask you what you wanted to drink, but I, I've kind of was in the point where I'm like, Nope, I'm not going to drink. I'm yeah, trying to no, go, same, yeah. I'm trying to go a little bit without just, just so I kind of almost like a, like a, a cleansy or cleanse kind of like get back in the mode. Exactly. Kind of, you know, yeah. 
make myself feel a little bit better than all bogged down. But I do that. And like I said, it's more of just like you're making that priority choice. So like for me, getting up in the morning, really focusing on food, planning ahead is just something I'm really like I'm really focused on now yeah, because I got away it's from good. it. And it's just I know I perform better, think better, and way more energetic um, when I'm going to the gym four to five days a week yeah. and, and eating good probably 80 to 90 percent like pretty good you know obviously it's like weekends if you go out to dinner or something it's not a huge deal but really try to stay good yeah no eating i feel like one thing are you good at like a good eater yeah i'd I'd say i'm an an okay eater you know i I won't lie i i do have a sweet tooth so i tend to tend to dig in what i do like ice cream so huge ice cream guy too but so i me it's like i've tried different diets and stuff and one thing i feel is you have to kind of you still have to enjoy what you're eating so yes if you try a diet and i feel like when people do that and they try to get into a diet and they're not enjoying themselves <clears> and what they're eating they'll get rid of it you know in a week a week and a half so i try to find foods that i like i feel like one of the probably the biggest problems is when i do not eat well and get into the fast food and the junk food is yeah you know, sometimes it takes a little while to cook, you know, like a nice healthy meal. So sometimes when you come convenience home convenience factor, yeah, when you come home from class and stuff and you're hungry, I mean, you, your first thought well, is to, to eat something quick, you know, and get your body feeling better. Well, that was, that was my problem. Or that is my problem is I wasn't planning. So then it's like, God, like, what am I going to get now? Now, granted what I would end up eating, I still don't get fast food. So like during the day, like tonight, I just know it's going to be 930 at night and I really don't want to go home and make food exactly even yeah. though there's some food left over but i'm like i'll just have that for lunch tomorrow so i'll go to chipotle tonight which if anybody that bad. knows me knows that i eat at chipotle more than any place oh, on really? earth okay. but the reason being is because the food's actually good yeah, it's, quick, it's quick and it's not like gonna break the bank to go there oh, yeah, it's a nice alternative for sure yeah so like i i i very rarely ever go I shouldn't say that over the weekend I did go to Five Guys. So that like totally no, just put good. a black black mark on this whole conversation. But it's the first time I've been to Five Guys like probably in a year. Um, so that was like a one-time thing. And then I ate it and I felt like crap. So I'm like, okay. Uh, but but you got to have one of those days every once in a while. Yeah, you got to enjoy yourself for but sure. I, but I would say that or, you know, I'll go down to like a, get a, like a sub or something, which it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst thing. No, you it's, know, not it's not bad. fried and, and, you know, just a bunch of crap on it. So... One thing I actually we just bought a couple of days ago is an air fryer. So, is that is air fryer? Oh, okay, the air fryer for like a. Um, that's not a dehydrator. It's not. It's so not. It's not the it, pressure cooker, is it? No, it's not the pressure cooker. It does dehydrate though. It has like a setting, but yep. you can basically cook chicken, fries, pretty much anything with it, and it's not fried. So it's. Just, but it's very fast, right? Or am I thinking the pressure? It's cooker thing. I'd say it's I, honestly, I really haven't even used it yet. Uh, my, my, <laughs> my girlfriend made one meal for us, and then my my mom bought one, and that's kind of what what got me into it. And she made chicken. It was, I mean, it, it took about seventeen minutes. So the same time, it's pretty much cooking with you know, what what not. But uh, that's cool though. Yeah, it was good though. You could, you could make fries. I mean, they taste exactly like they'd come out fryer, and except they're not fried. You know, so so I my one of my favorite things to make. There's two ways you can do it, obviously, but um, sweet potato fries. Yeah. Like, you can put them in. I usually bake them. Um, But I I don't know if I've ever really baked them um, just on their own. Yeah. Because you got to have some kind of, obviously, oil. Um, I mean, you can spray spray a pan pan, or or spray the tin foil, which I I can try because I've never really done that, and and that might be the best way. I usually just saute it, or not saute it, but I just put, like, olive oil on it and just kind of put some, you know, either Montreal steak seasoning or just a few other things. and. 
I find just doing that, popping them in the oven, making homemade sweet potato fries, oh, are good for phenomenal. It, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And at least you know where it's coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So like the olive oil is good, and the sweet potatoes are good versus, you know, getting French fries or or like fried chicken. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So, but that that's the thing. I think it's just a prepping. I got to get getting better at prepping or making like making a meal that can now sustain you for yeah. three to four weeks or not three to four weeks, three to four days versus, you know, so like overcook kind of deal. It's, so it's time to like sometimes in the morning I want to make a nice meal, but you get caught lying in bed and then next thing you know, you're on Instagram yeah. and Twitter and all that. Well, like, like I came home this morning and uh, got back from the gym. I was probably home by like 10 of seven. So it's like perfect. And this is the other thing too for breakfast because I kind of know my schedule. I started making those overnight oat things. Oh, okay. Which I've never made before. It's kind of uh, weird. Like you put all this stuff in basically. A, I just put it in a bowl. Okay. And then I just put saran wrap over it and I put it in the fridge and literally keep it overnight. And then the next morning you literally pull off the wrapping or the the, um, the cling wrap or whatever. And then you just eat it. So like what, what, what's in it? Oatmeal. Um I put oatmeal, a scoop of like just protein so you, powder. So you cook oatmeal and then no, just okay. just oh, raw, raw okay. like I say raw, just whatever oatmeal. Okay. Just like so, I pour oatmeal in. Yeah, I put um, a scoop of protein powder. I put in a cup of almond milk. Okay, and then I put in like like a, probably like a half serving of peanut butter, so like a tablespoon of peanut butter. Yeah, throw it in, mix it up. Today I also threw a banana, or last night I threw a banana on top too, and I just diced up the banana. Okay, uh, put the saran wrap over it put it in the fridge then it's great because literally my like breakfast is me walking over to the fridge opening it up and the other thing is with it being cold you can eat it very quickly versus sometimes when it's hot it's kind of like you can like chew it down yeah, and it becomes no, almost like a task yeah. and you're like i don't want to chew or eat anymore so it's kind of a quick alternative the reason i did it is because for me to cook usually like my my thing is i do oatmeal with like I like putting peanut butter and jelly in it just yeah, to mix it up. Good. I can't have plain oatmeal, but or like maple syrup in it. Oh yeah. So that that's good. But then I make usually eggs, but like that time just takes longer. It's not, I know it's not much, but it might take ten minutes to prep it all, and cook or fifteen. We're like overnight oats. It takes me like f- less than five minutes at night to do it, and like it's five a nice to, quick alternative in the morning. Yeah. So that. that has gotten at least it has at least gotten me to eat breakfast. So I'm not skipping breakfast. Yeah. But then of course today I like plan was okay get home i'm gonna shower you know go eat and i should be all done that by 7 30 you know and then i you know might do a few things or just take off and go to my go to yeah. the office well the little guy wakes up at seven so i got home at 6 50 and like 6 like 55 i kind of hear him stirring and i probably should have just let him kind of cry through it and sleep because he was yeah i shouldn't have woke him up that early but of course i hear him so of course me too it's like i knew i wasn't going to see him tonight he's going to go to bed but I was like, okay, I'm going to see him this morning. So I went and got him. We hung out in the living room for like 40 minutes and, and like hung out and he was playing and playing around with them. So that's how quickly, like I talked about, like time-wise, like my schedule gets thrown yeah, off. No, so, sure. But it's like, I'm not going to like not do that. So yeah. it's like, I, you know, I'm definitely going to hang out with, with the little guy and, and uh, you know, I had a blast with him this morning. It was fun. How yeah. old is he? He's just over one, but oh, he's okay. like, he's oh, so much fun. Cute, yeah. And, uh, but like I said, I didn't have time to make breakfast. So like just doing that would have thrown me off when I breakfast. So it was uh-huh. great. I could do the uh, overnight oat things. Yeah. Um, and then I, I also was able to like, I prepped like, I say prep, but like I had an idea what I wanted for lunch. So I brought like a bag with food here that I could eat here. And um, just like for me, it's just planning ahead. Yeah. And it's time to. Like, and it's easy once I plan ahead, but yeah. it's, 
you gotta it's like again you gotta make a choice to do it and really focus on it because it gets away very quickly no yeah 100 percent, especially this time of year yeah i mean i i try to tell myself to go at least like four times five times a week to go to the gym just when i mean i have like seven exams next week so yeah, when, when life the ex- gets busy yeah when the exams start yeah I kind of find myself studying all afternoon and then the morning as well before just to get a refresh and then like i won't end up going that week but yeah so it's it's kind of I just want to kind of getting in a good rhythm and sticking to it. It's probably the like I think if you can do something th- like for me three days a week is what I like what I want to really shoot for. Yeah, because I know like my goal right now is to like hit four to five. Where yeah. if I can hit five, that's great. I don't want to go more than five, and bare minimum is three. Like if and I've already hit three this week, which is good, but. I, like I'm hoping this is gonna be a five week. Well, kind it's of nice thing. having like someone hold you accountable too to to go. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to because now if I start going, but I'm really like the most accountable is myself. It's yeah. like forcing myself at, like I said, ten o'clock going to bed. Even if I have some work to do, it can wait till the morning. Yeah. Because I'll be back at the house by. I mean, I could be to the office basically by eight, and I can get it done between eight and nine or eight nine thirty something like that. So it's not it's not the end of the world. I'm better off going to the gym and working out and eating better than just working for an extra two hours that I could possibly, like I could do the next day. Yeah. hundred percent. Where I got, it's got to take, that's got to take a backseat a little bit. So I'm, I'm working back into that. So no, it's good. As long as you stick with it and it's, I mean, with hockey it was nice. Cause I mean, we had to go, so you, you didn't have a choice. Well, yeah. And it's, it's yep. easier when you know, like you, you got to get up, you, you panic a little bit more and you throw yourself out of bed and you, you get prepared as there were, it's kind of just me going by myself. Sometimes, you know, it's bad, but I, you'll make excuses to yourself like, oh, yeah, I didn't get enough sleep, yada, yada. So, yeah, no, I, I think I think it's 100%. I think you're going to find, too, as you get through college, things change a little bit. Yeah. I had the most, like, once you get to college and you're just, like, you get to a job or you're working, whatever, like, you can do the bare minimum where you kind of go in and, and do your time and then leave and then you have the weekends or evenings free. Um, I did that a little bit as I've gotten more into my gig i've filled up my time more become busier just through growth which is which is great for but it lacks like when i was 22 to 27 i would go to the gym five days a week religiously i would eat well my goals for going to the gym were much different than they are now literally my goal now is to show up check the box (laughs) i showed up and actually did something and go home like i'm not really too concerned by what i lift or anything it's more that I was there. Just being in shape. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, a win is getting up and actually showing up to the gym in the yeah. morning. To me, I'm like, good. I, I can do whatever today. I could care less what I, how now, fast I go, how much I lift. Now, 22, 27, you were out of school, right? So I was out of school. So yeah. that, that was kind of my, um, I was working, but I didn't have a kid. I wasn't yeah. married. I didn't have, you know, I, you know, you might've had a girlfriend here or there, but that, you know, that wasn't like stopping me yeah, from exactly. like, yeah. being too busy from stuff. So, you know, I could go to the gym, um, so that was all all fine and good, but then, you know, like I said, you get a kid and then you get like you start going down the slope and I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna be you know, I'm not gonna get away from it. Yeah. I'm not gonna get like turn into like the Mr. Dad bod or whatever, or all of a sudden I'm like this forty year old that has no like you know you know what I mean? Like yeah, the guys that just saying, let themselves yeah. go. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that no, because it's good. It's stick with it. I mean yeah, it develops a good habit that you're gonna carry on when it's, you, know, it's, you grow up. Yeah, it's tough when you got like I you always hear about it when people are like, you're going to have kids, it's going to, and it does. I mean, yeah. we work on it, but it's not necessarily that like, like having a kid takes away from it. It's just where your priorities lie. So my priority now is I don't want to go to the gym at 630 at night because then I won't get to see yeah. him. So like to my trade off is 
I'd rather go home and see my kid versus go exactly. to the gym. Yeah. So, but then, but now it's like I really got to fo- focus because at the other end of the spectrum too, as you look at it, if I'm not in good shape now, or I start getting out of good shape now, and all of a sudden I'm, you know, when he's old enough to like play sports and do cool things, like I want to be able to keep up with him and not be like on the sideline gasping that he wants to like run around and kick the soccer ball yeah. and I can barely do it. Like, that's true. So I never want to get to that point. So I always want to get to the point where like he's going to have to work to beat me until the point where he will be able to beat me. No, you know? that's good. No, yeah. honestly. So hopefully he doesn't grow taller than me because so I'll play basketball, <laughs> but that's not, I'm not very tall. So, um, how tall are you? You're pretty tall. About six, six, three, uh, close to six, four. So six, three and a half, six, six on skates. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. On skates. I was, was going to say big. you walked in I was like big kid. So, um, it was my nickname actually on skates. Like in San Diego it was big body. Cause it was, were you a defender? No, I was a forward. Really? Yeah. So it's it was, like Chara. Yeah. I was, I Is was, he a forward? No, he's a defenseman. He's a defenseman. Okay. Yeah. Fact check that. Okay. But, so <laughs> most, most, uh, bigger guys play D my brother played defense, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of stuck with forward through high school. Were yeah. You, what, what, what side you said? Were you I, a wing or forward? Yeah, I was center? a wing. I was a wing. Yeah. So I'd play on both sides and then, um, yeah, the, the big body thing was funny because on skates, I was, I'm pretty big. You know, we had some other big yeah. kids on the team, but my roommate, uh, we played team in Phoenix and they were, they were coming to play us and they, they did like a newspaper article, or whatever. And then I had like a good weekend before and it was when I got traded there. So they, they said, oh, Birch is a big body at yada, yada. Oh, that's how you got the name? So that's so my buddy started calling me that. Next thing you know, the whole team started calling me that and the coach started calling me that and it kind of just, you know, kind of stuck the entire time. So did you play soccer? Yeah, so I played um I played soccer uh pretty much that was kind of my dominant sport when I was when I was really younger, like yeah. six, seventh like I, I loved soccer. Um and then when we uh we moved to Montreal when I was in seventh grade. I mean when I was younger I would do the camps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I always felt like I was one of the best. And then we moved to Montreal and, and I mean there's a lot a lot better players, a lot more, you yeah. know. There's kids from all over the place there started doing that and there where it's uh school soccer isn't as serious like high school sports there it's kind of i wouldn't say it's a I joke one in montreal yeah so it's the city recreational sports like the leagues they have like triple a double a a yada yada those are more serious i mean that's where okay. everyone you know it's the big thing to make one of those teams so i went there you know i didn't make the triple a team didn't make the double a team made the a and there was a couple of leagues below that I played football when I was there, and then I really got into hockey more than anything when I was there. So my focus went towards hockey. Yep. And then uh, football, too. I was really good at football. So soccer was kind of on the back burner. You know, I, I wasn't as good as I was, like, growing up here when yeah. I moved to Montreal. So I kind of, you know, put it off and really didn't think about it as much. And then when we moved back to um, my beginning of high school year, ninth grade, so I played uh jv or whatever and um i didn't know that like high school soccer in like the u.s or at least where we live like it was you know five practices a week yada yada yeah, yeah. and hockey was kind of like the only thing i really cared about at the time so i uh you know i didn't know i went went to you know made the team or whatever and um and then i realized i mean like shit like this practice every single day like like five days a week i mean Coach is a little boring. We were, we were running like three, three and a half miles a day. It was the same drills every day and it was just repetitive. And yep. then, I mean, I told my dad, like, my God, I, like, I, I don't want to do this. I just want to focus on hockey. And, and he's like, ah, I do it. But my mom was like, no, 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 don't, don't quit soccer. You're crazy. So I ended up doing that. Um, and the, like a quarter way into the season, 
I uh, this was still uh, JV. Yeah, so ninth okay. grade. I ended up. Uh, I I broke my leg. Like I was. I don't know if mm. it was. Uh, it was kind of when I was shooting up when I started getting tall. Yeah. And uh, so I was growing. I had a hairline fracture in my tibia. And one game I was playing and I was just, I mean, I was limping all over the place and I was still out there. And then he finally took me off. And the, the next day, like I woke up and I couldn't walk. So we went to the, the doctor's office, a pediatric uh, office right around the corner here. And they, uh, they misread the x-ray. So they said it was just growing pains. And I went like uh, a month without like being able to walk like i was limping all the time um were you playing soccer or did you t- I, 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 I had to stop because like i couldn't i couldn't even yeah. run so uh then like i started getting worried i'm i mean hockey i had probably my highest confidence then coming from montreal i mm-hmm. felt great uh they had the plattsburgh junior cardinals so it was like a new new team and uh, so i was pumped for that and uh hurt my leg playing soccer so i, I couldn't i tried skating and i couldn't even bend my knee you know without it hurting and uh, I didn't know at the time it was broken. So the first game of the season, I strapped on my skates a week before and kind of tried to f- just fight through the pain. And uh, the first game, like I, I took a hit to the knee and like I knew right away that, yeah. you know, I couldn't I couldn't do it. So we went to the hospital and turns out, you know, the leg was broken and I had a fracture. So it, it sidelined me through the whole season. I missed, and this was ninth grade? Yeah. So I missed my entire hockey season, which I was, you know, pe- yeah, really bummed pissed out. Off, really pissed off about. And, you know, it was all for soccer. And I didn't really, you know, hurting my leg. I wasn't really having a good yeah. time with it. So I stopped playing after that. And it was kind of funny, believe it or not. I didn't play 10th grade. And then 11th grade, I just wanted to do some get me in shape. And uh, we didn't have football, obviously, at NCCS, yeah, yep. which sucks. So I said, oh, I'll do cross country. <laughs> so I did that. And, oh, my God, that was – I had a lot of respect for the people that – That run know, it? That do it. Just because, yeah, I mean, you you look up. Like, I was athletic, you know, more of a bigger kid. And you look at, like, a lot of the runners, and they're very skinny, you know. Yeah. And But, my God, like, when it comes to running – I was going to say, if you're, like, a, like a big, solid 6'4", yeah, cross country is not a so it was not like, a good sport. Man, it, it killed my body almost just as much as soccer. And uh, you know, I, I did it through the season. I, I felt like I was in phenomenal shape come hockey season. I like I felt great the whole year, and uh, that was a good year. But I mean, I couldn't just uh, the the long distance running just took a toll on my like on my knees, on my hips. You know, just being a bigger guy. So it was it was an interesting experience. So because like I got to see like. Like doing one of those races, you look around, you're like, oh, and then these guys really look athletic. But then when you're doing like a four mile race and you're, you're in the second mile and you're gassed, and I mean, and slowly everyone, you know, they start passing you and passing yeah. you because they could run for, you know, miles on end. So yeah. yeah, that was, that was definitely like a humbling, like interesting experience, you know, with, with what they was, do and all the long distance running and stuff was crazy. Was that, was that your only, only uh, cross country year? Yeah, so that's the only that's the only year I did it. And the next year, I'm just like I'm just gonna focus on hockey and stuff, and you know, I'll I'll keep up with the running and stuff. But it I felt great, like uh, like my cardio was 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 on point that year. Yeah, I felt awesome. And then the next year, going to my senior year, I gained like 15 pounds, like I would say muscle for, I for hit, hockey. Yeah, yeah, I hit the, out I hit the gym a lot, but then. I didn't really feel as good as I did in my junior year because I feel like the extra weight and my cardio not being as good kind of yeah. kind of slowed me down a bit. But yeah, so that was, that was my uh, my story with soccer. You know, I loved soccer in the beginning, but towards high school, you know, I 
I thought it was similar to Canada where we only practice a couple times a week and it was more for fun, but for hockey too, or no hockey, no hockey. So even hockey in Canada too, the high school is, it's kind of, everyone plays at least in Quebec, everyone, you, you got to play on the, I don't know what, what's the word for like the, whatever town you are, their teams, you know, they have five different triple a double a a yada yada and there's so I mean, each town has those levels yeah so it's like um there's one triple a team one double a team and one uh eight like three a teams and then four b teams and like five. so there's and this is just all in one wow one one town and then the next town's two miles and they have the same thing so like playing down there during like uh before high school and stuff like that i mean so you probably had buddies on the other team because they lived two yeah, miles away yeah and like we lost would go to school with one another but so that's when i really got got into hockey and then uh yeah and we, you'd still play school like it was just kind of just for fun it was on weekends you'd play other schools and stuff too mm-hmm. and you'd have a couple practices a week so it was a lot of hockey with, with school but just school sports weren't there as serious but uh yes i know you playing at Chazy, obviously soccer was you know <laughs> actually well, I was wondering if I coached actually coached against you because I coached oh, you did? JV okay. for many years, and uh, but I, I I don't based on your timeline I don't think so. Yeah, I probably okay. started right as you were getting out. When did you graduate? High school. Yeah. Two thousand eight. And when did you start coaching? Uh, um. The two thousand nine season, which was I graduated. So my last was the two thousand seven yeah. season. So two years later, I did. Um, Two years of J- or assistant coaching for the varsity, okay. and then I would have dropped down the JV the 2011 year. Okay. So I, th- I did, yeah, 2011, and I stopped like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 2016 was my last year. So okay. this was my second year not doing it. So actually, the kids that they won the state championship this year, and those seniors were my last class of kids. So um, that was pretty cool. So I like listen to them and stuff but it was kind of neat because i had you know i had a lot of those guys for two years and they were great kids and no, just co- a great group co- so co- and plus a good program there like co- yeah. coaching's great like it was great i was obsessed with soccer when i was younger i did um after sixth grade i, I we went to italy and i did the ac milan camp and uh, oh cool it was, it was awesome we i was probably the only american kid there there was a lot of uh were the players of, there too yeah, I think there were like two players, and then just a lot of staff. Is that when uh, Ronaldinho played for them? I think it was before. Oh, okay. So, um, we, he was like a god when we were when we grew up. When we were in high school, yeah, he was like he, the best he, player yeah, in the world. Yeah, so. so he was my favorite. Like when I was yeah. in sixth grade, great. fifth grade there, and uh, so yeah, it was awesome. Like you had all the all these. It was a lot of British kids. It was pretty much all British kids that were there, and just to see like the different skill sets and stuff there like were they pretty good yeah they're 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 on unreal yeah. like like i said like i felt good for where i was here and then you go over there and you yeah, just you scrub like, over oh there oh my god yeah like the the dribbling and stuff like that and a lot of those guys i think when they're young they they sign with like um not pro teams but like the well, they, the they, youth teams they're academy the teams yeah the academy yeah. teams so yep. a lot of them those kids were on liverpool and, and and whatnot so yeah that was pretty cool like you know that was another humbling experience. Like even when I moved to Montreal, how many like good soccer players there are. I, there was a there was a documentary on Netflix. It was the one with uh, I think it was called like the class of like '91, and it was um, it was me and you. Okay. And it was Beckham. Obviously, is the most high profile, but it was um, uh, school uh, schools gigs. Um, Ryan, I think Ryan Giggs and might be getting the first names and whatever. But there was a group of like four or five. Um, Peter Neville, I think, was on it, and there was. 
these guys all played basically late mid mid to late nineties into the two thousands and just a very good squad for Man U. And they all came up in the class of ninety one, which I believe was probably the year they they either came in or graduated or went to the pros uh-huh. or whatever it was, but or ninety four, it was something like that. And they all kind of came up as like this high profile group of young yeah young superstars that were coming from the junior ranks and then went up and you know went to the main, went to the first team and no it's crazy so it's kind of cool to watch the structure down there now yeah like it's it's different it's layers i mean exactly in all over europe it's it's different compared to the u.s like even with pro teams with other sports with hockey and they have like a lot more minor league teams where a lot of guys could play i mean obviously the population's a lot lower there but mm-hmm. yeah with soccer and, and, and hockey i find it it's, it's really interesting honestly but especially i watched um it was on Netflix. I think it was with um, Juventus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 watched I didn't couple, watch it, but I know what you're talking I about. I watched a couple episodes of that, and it's just pretty the, good. The, yeah, it was the pressure, like like on those guys and growing yeah. up in the family and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's crazy. I remember when I was little watching like YouTube videos of like the riots and stuff at the soccer games and how how serious they take it there. You know, <clears throat> well, Juventus is Italy, right? Yeah. Um, but you even take like you take like England, who has the EP or English Premier League. How big is England? Yeah. In relative, I don't know, is it the size of Florida? I mean, re- realistically, maybe even smaller. Um, you know, it's, it's not a big s- yeah, country. Exactly. And they have one of the best soccer leagues in the world. And like Everton and, uh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. But there's, they're like a field away from each other. Um, so you have like a lot of these, a lot of these teams, maybe not, I don't know, whatever it is. But there, there's two teams that are like, and then how many teams are in London? Yeah, no, it's I mean crazy. you have you know I mean you have Man City, Man U. I mean they're within the city limits of each other, not huge cities. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's not like you have the Yankees and the Mets in the different boroughs. I mean you they're literally like in a population probably the size of like I don't know Albany maybe. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's like okay well maybe London a little bit more but like Man City I don't know how many people are in Man, Man City but you have t- you're probably only a mile or two from the stadiums, um, so I think a lot of that is kind of you know, plays into when you talked about like the, um, the pressure, especially these guys going in, like in soccer, so you're talking like a one goal game, two goal game. You miss yeah. an opportunity to score. That's a huge deal. Yeah. So that, you know, obviously you can beat yourself up where you play like hockey and you miss a shot or you play basketball and you miss a basket. It's not the end of the world. I guess it depends where you, like where you play. Like it looks like soccer. Like you said, if you're playing one of those big, big markets, I mean, you have like, yeah. especially like playing for the Canadians. I mean, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more media. Like a lot of guys would say like NHL players when they play for the Habs and or Boston or whatnot. And they're walking around town. A lot of people would recognize them because Montreal, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the only That's sport, you know? Yeah, there, yeah, exactly. So everyone, Edmonton, all those guys, you know, they get recognized on a constant basis. Whereas if you're playing for the Kings in LA, no, no one really, you know, you're still kind of a nobody out there. Nobody yeah. really cares. Nashville you could walk, or Florida Panthers. Yeah, or, you could walk around and nobody's going to bother you. And I mean, at the end of a game, there's not a huge media scrum. I mean, there's probably a couple of people in there. Whereas Montreal, Toronto, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of people in there. So that's pretty interesting too. And then, like you said, with England, like, development i feel like it's huge for kids i mean where it's funny like a lot of people you wouldn't really uh tie like uh california and florida and stuff or like producing hockey players but a lot new of nhl guys so they're coming from places like that like austin matthews is from arizona 
a lot of guys are coming from California and Florida. It's because uh, a lot of NHL players retire there. And that's for kids? Yeah, well, they're kids. And then as well, they'll do lessons and yeah. the dads will yeah. end up coaching. So a yeah, lot of those right. kids in California, like they'll get, you know, phenomenal skills coaches and they'll have everything. And, they, they you know, they end up becoming dominant players. Like, uh, like I've even seen that a little bit locally. Like back when I – like Plattsburgh State, when I was a little kid, I used to watch Plattsburgh State. They were all Canadians. They were yeah. like Canadians, Massachusetts, New York. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of like New England and, and a lot of Ontario and Quebec. Yeah. And then it got to the point where you might have had like the random person from another state yeah. or something. But then I, you know, I, I, I think I went to one game when I was in college. It was funny because I went to a bunch when I was a kid and then when yeah. I was there. But I went to one and I remember looking at the roster and there was like probably like maybe I might be wrong in this, but like a quarter of the roster was places like random places throughout yeah. the state or out the states and it's they still had the ontario and the massachusetts yeah, it's and like stuff. guys from atlanta now and like yeah it was like it, it, i think there was a guy from like missouri and there's someone from california and there's someone you know and i'm like how 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 did you get to plattsburgh but i get it but now now part of it is they probably went to a junior team up in yeah, new england exactly. and got picked up or ontario but it's just funny to see I guess where hockey goes, I guess. And yeah, exactly. No, and it's like with all sports. I mean, I feel like the the biggest thing growing up is is having good coaches that you know could develop like the good skill sets. That way, you don't you don't grow up with bad habits and stuff and learn something the wrong way. So it's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was lucky. I had good good coaches here in high school and then through juniors and stuff. So I I had had a lot of a lot of good coaches. You know, growing up, I would just wish you know. You were in one of those big cities, you know, where you could do lessons. Yeah. And yeah. that's another big thing there is, like, private lessons. Um, one of my old teammates uh, from Quebec moved back to uh, San Diego to go to school, like, after he played college for a couple of years. And he would do private lessons there, and he would make a, a fortune for himself. Like, he would... Oh, he, the kid himself would run the lessons. Yeah, so he, yeah, he would do people lessons. Pay him. He'd do lessons with goalies in the morning. And, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of money out, out there, and... Uh, so I mean, parents are going to pay a lot of money to get the goaltending lessons. I mean, mm-hmm. he was Canadian, and he was, he you know, he can't claim any of that, and he can't bring it all home. And he made so much money that he, he yeah. had to spend it. He flew out his parents and stuff like that for all yeah. all the lessons he did. So it was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that's I kind of like it. Yeah, hustle there, a little side business. It's yeah, cool. exactly. Especially living there. I mean, I sure you, you know with real estate and stuff. And well, San Diego's. I've never been. What's funny though, out of any place in the country, um, I know more people that have moved to uh, San Diego than any place. Oh, really? Okay. Like people from up here that just moved there, and I'm like, you see them post stuff on Instagram, and you're like, man, I, I, I hate you. Like it looks so, it looks so nice oh, out it's, there. It's great. The weather, every everything's awesome there. Cause it's never too hot. It's never too cold. It's well, always isn't it like the, 70 and sunny? It's all always the day? in the seventies and sunny all the time. Like so. that. That. That's. I'm a very uh, I hate cold and I hate very hot. Yeah. So that's like my oh, it's, and it's dry heat. It's right? dry. There's no bugs. That's it's, my jam yeah, right there. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the, the only bad part I'd say when I was out there, it it probably it probably only rained like two or three days. So it's pretty dry out there. It yeah. sense like there's not a lot of green grass. Well, you're but you're by the ocean. There is, but I mean, you could drive 30 minutes away from the coastline, and next thing you know, it's you feel like you're out in the desert, and it gets a lot harder. But um, yeah, San Diego, I, I try to want to go back, and I'm applying to some jobs out there. It's just, like you said, it's expensive out there compared yeah. to, to most markets. I know San Diego uh, isn't as bad as L.A., but places like San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's outrageous. It's outrageous, I think yeah. they are the most expensive per, like, 
per square, not square, maybe it's square foot, but they're like per whatever is capita or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're extremely expensive. Yeah. So I noticed like, uh, so customs is hiring us customs and they're, they're offering like a 40% hiring incentive plus locality pay just to go there just cause they're just struggling cost of living. Yeah. It's cause they're struggling to find anyone that wants to go live there and work. Cause I mean, it's where are you going to live? Like you can't, you're going to have to commute two hours. I mean, yeah. even San Jose <laughs> and Sacramento is really expensive. So that's another like part when I'm done school of where I want to go. I mean, I love it out there, but it's being young, you know, I, I wouldn't want to know if I'd want to try to buy a small house right away like yeah. or a little condo or rent. Yeah. You know, I've always kind of been interested in that with real estate, you know, what's, yeah. what's the best move. I mean, I, I would say if you don't know if you're going to stay there long term, it would be to rent. Rent, yeah. You know, if it's something where you're like, love it, want to stay here, then I would buy. Um, but, you know, I mean, you you kind of get an idea when you're out there. But I think, um, I, I you know, with the cost of living, now granted, when you go out there, typically what you're getting paid is going to, like, the people say, well, you make so much money out in San Diego, whatever, working. So yeah. I get it, but... It, if you're making thirty percent more, but the cost of living is thirty percent more, it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like and it's hard to, especially like cause I kind of want to go gov, and uh, they, the locality pay is a bit more, but it's I mean, it's probably I wouldn't say it's thirty percent. I think they pay maybe eight percent, nine percent more. So, I mean, I've looked just out of curiosity just to see what you, you two bedroom, one bath is, and they're all north of 250 you know and oh i'd say all of that yeah, yeah. especially in, in san diego i don't know about san fran and la but i would say that probably the my guess san diego i could be wrong i'd say the average probably in the fours to five yeah. somewhere in that range i might be wrong but that to me that's like a, that's the equivalent of somebody buying a home 150,000 around here yeah. so you can see it's like you're probably only going to get you know, like a uh, twelve to fifteen hundred square foot home, three bed, one yeah. bath, two bath thing, well, like crazy. that. It's crazy, and I feel like it's. I don't know. It's good not, question. Not on, sorry, you. I should say not on the water. Yeah, literally, yeah, thirty minutes on the. Inland. Yeah, that's probably inland thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, but it's it's funny. I have a couple of buddies that are actually my teammates that stayed out there that are in the real estate business. Oh right yeah. Now, so it's kind of interesting. That's good. So young young kids then that do it. Yeah, once once I think twenty three and the other ones. That's awesome. 20, yeah. Twenty twenty five. One was from Europe and I don't know how it worked out, but yeah, he ended up staying there. I don't know if he got his green card and he's in the real estate business. And then have another buddy that uh, that I played with my last season. He was from the area. Uh, he played college for a year and mm-hmm. decided to go back home. They have like a, I don't want to say it's like a modern agency, but it's just how they're, they're marketing stuff. It's, I, th- I think it's like one of his best friends owns it. And it's, uh, from what I could tell, I'm not too sure. And it's like just, just how they do stuff. It's modern. They're young, like their, their office yeah. setting and stuff like that. It's really cool. So, yeah, it's, uh, I know in some, it's different here, um, just because of resources. And to be honest, like our area is always going to, it's always behind the times. Yeah. Like everything that's, new or trending or whatever usually happens in the urban cities and yeah. slowly grows from there. We don't get it as much. It's going to take longer. Um, there's certain things that have just started to happen here that have been going around for five to 10 years in other places. So yeah. it's like, we're always a few years back, but I know like a big push out there is, you know, places where there's no office space or places where, you know, you have these more remote kind of, um, where you don't really have a f- true office, you're kind of on your own, but you yeah. might be able to like have a place to kind of be under, like yeah. your your license under, but you're really not doing too much, or it's almost like satellite, you know, like co work space things. And 
Uh, there's, I mean, just now with the internet and stuff, there's so many things you don't need versus what you do need. But I think out there, you know, in regards to social media, in regards to marketing, in regards yeah. to pictures and video and things like that, things have just changed. I mean, yeah, exactly. you can't market homes the way you used to. People, the the thing is, people consume, um, people consume real estate and they consume information much different than they did t- even ten years oh, ago. 100%, when yeah. I got in the business, there was, I mean. You had obviously the internet and stuff, but I mean, Facebook, uh, well, Facebook was around when I got in, but people weren't using it for yeah. for that kind of stuff. And um, Instagram wasn't even invented. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff just came in and, you know, you got to stay up on top of it. I'm sure those guys being in a city, being young, um, are in tune with it. You don't have to teach them how to use Instagram. Yeah, they exactly. use it with their friends anyways. And then they just know, oh, I see an opportunity. You know, that's what I do. I mean, I use it with my buddies and... Now I've seen an opportunity where I can use that leverage to to transition to my business, which yeah. is cool, and it's it's extreme. It's helped me out, um, you know, a lot, and uh, you know. But I think that they're on a good path. At twenty three, I, I like real estate to me is a phenomenal. Yeah. Um, there's so many things you can do with it. There's so many the jobs different day to day. Um, like when I say I'm on the go morning till night, I am, but I love it. Like there's yeah, not, no, I'm not like, ah, oh, shit, I got to go to the Something office. Or, every day. Yeah. Like even going to an appointment at 830 tonight, like I'm pumped. Like I've never met these people. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, I've talked to her, you know, for a few months, but, um, I know this happened to be a house she has a lot of interest in. So I'm, but it's just that kind of stuff. Like to me, I'm excited to go. Like I'm not like, oh, I got to go, I'd want to go home and just sit, you no, know, sit yeah, around. No, so it's exciting. So I think those guys being young like that, hopefully they have that kind of mentality where it's like, hey, we love doing this. We want to get better and increase. I mean, at yeah. 23, God, they got, they can have 50 years within no, real yeah. estate. It's my best friend just got into it in Montreal too. And that's cool. To my other buddy too, but I, I guess it's different there where, I think you have to do it's like a it's a year course where you have to attend it's almost like school to okay. get your license there and you have to do one for commercial and one for residential okay it's pretty interesting they're both uh, i think they both got their commercial and residential so yeah, that's good yeah it's, montreal is a good one to have yeah so it's interesting like the houses they're selling and stuff mm-hmm. i mean they, they both kind of come from money so they're they're both uh buying a lot of properties too and renting them out Smart. and leasing them yeah. as well too so that's one thing I've always been interested in because my parents own a couple of properties as well too. So mm-hmm. I've always been, you know, interested in the the leasing and you know, like I've read. If, uh, if you can get, I mean, for you that doesn't own a place, kind of, in, I'd give this advice to anybody is buy some kind of multifamily if you can. Yeah, that's what it's a duplex. That's, By far the smartest. Yeah, I, I did when I was twenty three. I was your age. I bought my first, and I still own it. And, and you pay your mortgage off, mm-hmm. and yeah, no. And, and to be honest, one really one side pays it and the other side is just positive yeah which is nice but and the other side's paying the equity for me in the house exactly um i mean the goal is i'm slowly kind of trying to get in a position to buy another one yeah um which i wanted four by the time i was 30 that was my goal and uh i only have like four buildings not just units i have two units now but like actual four buildings yeah um i wanted by the time i was 30 well Life happens, you know, so, yeah, exactly. you know, wife, kid, things like that. So I, that's kind of changed. So I'm hoping over the next couple of years I can pick up number two. And then maybe by the time I'm 35, have, you know, three of them, it'd be kind of nice. And then, but I think that's a smart thing to do. Oh, yeah. That's what interesting. I've read yeah. like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't yeah. know if you've seen Oh, yeah, I'm so, pumped. Yeah. You did read that? So I I, I just if actually not, it's started, on my bookshelf and yeah, you should read it. I, I have it. I honestly. Have you read it? 
No, that's a good it. one. Yeah, so I, I read... This was a while back when I was playing hockey, so I remember getting through half of it. I, I got to end up finishing it, but even just the beginning was interesting. I mean, my parents have a couple copies, and just the, the, whole, the whole idea, you know, of, of making well, open your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, see how things work and how you're investing in something that's going to make money for you in the long run. So it was... Well, I think, I think the big premise of that is something in the sense of putting your money to work for you, not just yeah, blowing it, but exactly. like putting it into assets that will eventually pay you back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because um, I think at the end of the day, like how do people, how do you get rich is you have to leverage something. You have to yeah. leverage either, you, you know, your money, um, whether you own a company, people, or um, or some kind of product that can, or, yeah. or thing that can, um, you know, like a machine type thing that can work when you're not around. You can only make so money, much money working because you only have 24 hours in the day. Exactly. So, but I think that's a good, a good book. Um, yeah. If you want to read any of those books. No, definitely. You, yeah. you're, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like my library that you don't really need like, um, a library card. Just let me know. Do, do, so how often it. do you read? I try to every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah my, my goal I'm on my third book this year. I'm actually reading um, it's a book about Snapchat. It's okay. actually really cool. Um, he was uh, he's my age now, but he, I think he was your age when he came up with it. He okay. was the youngest billionaire at 26. Wow! So it's kind of cool to to see. I like that kind of stuff. No, I, got a, I got a book on Twitter over there too. So I got the Jordan Peterson one that we yep. were talking about. So uh, is it good? It was. I just started actually. It was Twelve Rules. Twelve Rules of Life. So I got through the the first couple of chapters. And uh, I want to continue it. It's just hard with school, you know, when, when you're reading all day, ton of yeah, textbooks, no, you know, same. and you try to read after, but you don't really have much time for it. But definitely when I have a little break, I like to try to try to start reading, you know, and expand. I usually have stuff. pretty much throughout the day, I have a book with me at all times, yeah. meaning I have it here in the office right on my desk. So it's underneath the pile there, but it's, it's something I, I literally carry with me all the time. So I bring it home. I try to read before bed, maybe in the morning, um, on the weekends, if I have some, you know, or if the little guy's napping and yeah. I'm home, I'll try to read. Um, or if I get to an appointment early, you know, I'm there for 15 minutes early and I'm killing time. I'll pull out a book and just read, you know, five, 10 pages. Um, so it's just kind of, I, I try to read every day. That's yeah. the goal. I would probably say I'm good about reading five out of seven days a week. Just a couple of days. I'm just busy and I don't get to it, but uh, my goal is that second shelf to read all those books this year. Wow. Which I think ends up being 24 books, yeah. but I don't know if I'll end up reading all of them. There's some thick ones over there. No, um, yeah. But it, it's just one I really, you know, I like it. I, I try to, I do that and I read a lot. So I'm like trying to constantly like learn different things. So it I'm really just, depends. I'm like, trying to get into more, like I, I love learning new things. Yeah. But sometimes like I'll. I'll feel like I'll get myself kind of down the rabbit hole on social media, on Twitter, or, yeah. or on Instagram, or anything. So like I feel like I, I'm looking at something, and next thing you know, like an hour's blown by, and I've been trying to trying to like like I like a lot of news, look at a lot of news from Twitter and stuff. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to distance myself from social media a little but, bit and try to focus more on reading. What I I, I kind of follow. Um, I've thought about this multiple times. When I say multiple times, this is multiple times a week of deleting everybody in my not everybody but deleting a lot of people on my instagram account yeah and just follow like like 10 accounts that i really want to follow yeah like inspiring people well yeah like 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 people like there's certain people that i follow that are either maybe realtors or marketing people or things like that that i i learn a lot from and i apply a lot of it yeah and it's helped me a lot and then I, I kind of want to just focus on that and get rid of all the, the noise and like of just p- 
people posting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, part of it is I don't want to, then I'm like, well, I don't want to do it because in my business too, being a people business, I need to know what's going on. Exactly. Like I need to know it because if I run into somebody, that's my way of knowing what they've been up to. So instead of saying, hey, what have you been up to? I can say, hey, how's the new dog? Or so like weird things like that. But I'm always in that like battle where I just want to delete. I'm the same way there. It's because like you have all your friends and I mean, especially friends that aren't in the area, like friends I've met through playing hockey. They're yeah. all, you, you kind of, you want to see what, you know, what they're up to and stuff and, and keep in contact with them. Cause it's not like you could text one another, you know, you pretty much you communicate with each other through social media, Snapchat, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So that's, that's kind of constant battle I have where I, I want to get off it. But at the same time, you know, I get a lot of my news from Twitter and then, you know, well, see what my buddies are doing. That's the, the same thing. Yeah. Like I don't watch TV ever. Yeah. So, so I'm trying, I'm trying, I've, I've thought about it too. Like sometimes just like, oh man, so I just delete, delete my account and kind of go on in like a, a hiatus. Just, yeah. Hiatus to see how sabbatical, like, yeah, just, sabbatical literally just to see like, like what it's like for, two, you know, a couple of months just I, trying to stay off my phone. I, I really think if I wasn't in the business I'm in, I would not be, and I, people that know me would be like, you're crazy. I'm like, I really don't think I would. Like yeah. I love not being on my phone. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have to go on Facebook or Instagram for my business, I probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, it's just one that I, it, it just takes a lot of time, but in my business, because it's a social business, I have to be like, I have to be on that to do what I want to do and the level I want to do it and for marketing and everything else. So I'm very much on that all times like yeah. I've, I've kind of figure in my head i wear three business hats yeah and that's one of the pillars that i i is my social media no it has like to be content creation nowadays. that's yeah. that's a part Wh- of my which business still it's great like it has its great parts social media and then you know it has i feel like if you could just balance it properly though like coming from my side where it's not really like in your case you know it's business and it's you know it's important and same here, but it's just like sometimes I just kind of want to tone it down a little bit, and I just mm-hmm. want to kind of control myself from like, like I said, like getting up in the morning instead of just being on my phone lying in bed for like half yeah. an hour, and then well, yeah, because you wasted a half hour, you waste half an hour, and like you don't, you're not even realizing it. You know, mm-hmm. time time flies when you're on your phone. Instead of you know, I'd rather just get up and go to the gym and you know, like do something productive to start yeah. my day and to feel better. So it's kind of a constant battle. Of you wanting to know what's going on, you know, and you got yeah. on your phone, you got, if you're playing fantasy sports or, you know. Well, there, yeah, there's a lot of, th- like, I went on my, like, YouTube subscriptions the other day and, like, deleted, like, 15. I got to delete more. That's the yeah. same thing. That's another one. I really don't want to follow, like, five or six accounts. Yeah. But I'm like, well, if this one account posts something that's worth looking at, exactly. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. But I went on, like, my, I have a business and personal page. My business page is like um what's it called private or whatever you got a request so i went in and like deleted like 200 people that follow me the other day because i was just like i'm like going down through and i'm like one i don't know that person or i don't really talk to them so i might even go down through and try to get that number to like 100 yeah and because i really don't care who follows that page my business one i try to have everybody follow exactly my business but personal i don't need like i just want my good friends or people that I actually know to see my stuff, not like these random accounts or people I have never even talked to a day in my life or like an old per- person I know, but I don't really know them. It's interesting. Cause like, like I guess when you, when you get a little older, you mature more, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know, coming out of high school and I guess that's when Instagram and stuff started to get popular, but for like a short period of time, like 
people would, you know, you'd post pictures that wouldn't really like paint the full picture. You know, you kind of live yeah. through Instagram and mm-hmm. kind of flaunt like a like a lifestyle. You you really don't. It's have. a highlight rule for people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like your time to you know, people try to show off, and you know, it's yeah. And I, I could understand that, but like, and I could understand how like when I was younger, how it kind of like meant something to me, like oh, like I should have more followers or whatever, mm-hmm. not like follow as many people. But now yeah. like kind of gone to the stage where it doesn't really matter to me as much you know i'm not posting yeah. as, as much as i did you know when i was younger and i guess your priorities change but it's yeah. still interesting though it's still something you know yeah i actually i look at it i don't post a lot of my personal one and, yeah. I, and a lot to be honest throughout the day i'm on my business one way more well, so there's yeah. times like i'll go a day or two without even checking my personal one and i'm like oh shoot and i got messages and stuff and um but I don't consume a lot on that page and I don't even really consume much on my business one. I just, I just kind of post stuff. It's so important though, like posting and stuff, especially if you have a business. I mean, I feel like social media dominates everything in in regards to, you know, sales and trying Mm -hmm. trying to attract more attraction for yourself. It's well, we're in, we're in a, we're in a people business, relationship business, image business, brand business. Like you have to, you have to push it. So like, like why am I better than, any other agent that you could pick. Yeah. Like I got to, I'm showing you my life. I'm showing you my success. Oh, I'm showing exactly. you, but you got to do that. Where if I did the same exact stuff, but I never posted it out there, people wouldn't know. So I got to tell my story. Yeah. So it's got, it has to be broadcast. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Especially, especially business related. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's honestly everything, mm-hmm. even with any other market. I feel like companies that market themselves the most and, and know how to do it. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know if you've ever, uh, saw that documentary the fire festival one yet i just i just watched you it last watched week it. so uh, that was wild that, that was which did you watch the hulu one or the netflix netflix one? netflix okay so there's two and it's just like it, it's crazy to see like the marketing that that was involved yeah. with that and how they made everything look and that was like, like the only successful thing about the whole and festival. It, i mean i like i won't lie it looked great through like and especially like one thing that stood out to me is when on instagram like how they posted just that orange yeah, thing, that was thing. like your thing. And like how like, you know, like you're scrolling through and the guy explained like how if you see that orange thing, it's like you're going to look at you off guard. You, yeah, catch you off guard and you're going to read. It's just not like an average picture. You're going to stop and look at it. So yeah. like I, I found that so interesting. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, no, keep going. And especially that and like the uh, how they like the social media influences, like how yeah, Kendall, it's Kendall a real Gen- thing. Yeah. Kendall Jenner, I think they gave her like half a million dollars to post one. Yeah. One picture with that. And it's it's yeah. insane. But like I could see how, you know, how much it caught on they sold out immediately and it's it's huge i mean yeah i mean it's uh it's anything else is supply and demand it's always going to be like that with marketing and money and business and you know so that that whatever uh whatever name is jenner girl she's very popular yeah so people are going to pay her like yeah if you were to say hey i'll post something and be like sure just post it like we're not going to pay you like pay us to post it. you know what i mean like there's it's like that's like if i was to go and say oh hey i'll Hey, can you pay me to do this? Be like, no, who the heck are you? Like, you know, I'm not getting paid for anything. I'm not like, I haven't built up that leverage, you know, guys that are, you know, really well-known real estate people on like a TV show, they're getting appearance fees to just talk about real estate. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I could say the exact same stuff they're saying, but I just haven't built up that, that, um, publicity around myself. Exactly. I think I heard like the number was something around like to actually make money off Instagram. I think you need like, I don't know if it was like 200,000 followers around. Oh, probably before like companies and stuff will start paying you to endorse their clothing. And I, th- wear their clothing I think, and stuff like that. I think when you get to 10,000, they like give you certain features that uh, you don't really? have if you're under that. But I think to actually get paid is probably well over that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
there's still people probably like I don't know if they're getting paid, but the companies are sending them clothes and and health products and stuff like that that, that they'll post, you know, and stuff. And well, I'm I mean, sure they're getting a lot. Of that well, it's kind of funny. You walked in and you're like, I'm like, hey, what size shirt are you? And like, oh yeah, I've seen your shirt on Instagram, but this is yeah, the same no, thing. True, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's not like like influencer, but I mean, we're in a small market up here. So if I have people that people know, yeah, I've seen it at the gym too. Yeah. Uh, I see the green shirt and the, yeah, you know, my the, boys at the, the gym the there. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I have definitely seen yeah. a lot. So, so when people post and stuff like it goes, it goes a long way for me yeah. because people can actually see it. Um, yeah, it's huge. Before we get done, I want to bring in. Yeah. Meg's got to, Meg's got to get our, in here. Our special guest. Special. Well, I meant not like slow special, but like, like nice special here. You can share this. So this is um, we're gonna we're gonna grill her for about fifteen minutes before we gotta wrap this thing up. How you doing? So Meg actually got me my my job at Valcor. Meg and she got you on this podcast. And she so. got me on this podcast. So so everybody, um, just introduce yourself. Hey everybody, I'm Megan. <laughs> Episode two. We're not gonna get into it. Go listen to her there. Um, so um, what did we just end on that? What was the last thing we talked about? Oh, so something to do with advertising. Advertising. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Meg. We talked about influencer. Oh, Ma- Meg's an influencer because yeah. Ma- Meg's all over. I post her all the time on, on there. So she's she's good about it. She's like my number one. Um, you 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 actually went this past week and you were back at Valcor. She was rocking the hat too. And rocking the hat. She was rocking the hat. She brought, she brought both our worlds together in one one viral f- post. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So you're back. you doing the gig or just special events? No. I was available, and it was up in Tupper Lake. They do a brew ski is what they call it. So on Big Tupper, uh, they have a golf course, and they do cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, winter biking, which is just a super fat tire bike. Um, And then they put the breweries throughout the trail, and you ski a little bit, you drink a little bit, and you have a good time, and they had beautiful weather for it. So they planned for 200, and we actually had 500 people. So everybody ran out of beer, and... Yeah, it was awesome. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a lot of people seeing that hat. So thank you, Meg. Um, so why did you want Castle on the show? So I have known Castle. Be, be, be honest now. All right. So Castle collectively is an awesome dude. Um, very humble. Very sweet. Um, oh, awesome. Has a very interesting background. Um, and between his upbringing, where he's lived, and hockey for sure. Um I met Castle in high school, um, and Castle was, of course, an all-star hockey player, and I was a figure skater, and so I had a show to put on, and, you know, the girls and I, we kind of plateaued a little bit, and we were like, you know what, we got to mix it up a little, so we reached out and got a bunch of the hockey guys to come do the skating show with us, and so I joke with Castle that our friendship song is Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. (laughs) Because that's the that song, song we skated to. Um, so Castle and a couple of the guys um, had their hockey skates on, of course, but they came out and did a program with us and lifted the girls and all that good stuff. So it was, it was actually like one of the more like nerve wracking like like that, moments during the show. That that's sorry, we're both talking the same mic, and my my voice is much louder than Meg's. So <laughs> then I just like started talking and blew my ear out. Um, so sorry, you guys will hear that online. But so you actually on skates could pick someone up. Cause that like dirty dancing. Stuff. Yeah, we didn't pick them up too high. Like, I, okay. we, but we. Um, Cause that's tough to do. Yeah, that's tough to do with just flat feet, let alone skates. So we, I think it was about like five or six of us, and uh, it was fun. Like we did the whole thing with you in the beginning, and 
like the practicing and like got it all down. And then like the time of the show, like, like they get a lot of people that go to the show. So it was packed. Like uh, we've never seen the rink with like filled with that many people. So when we got there, we're like, Oh my God. Like, At Platt, uh, Fieldhouse? No, this was, this was in Rouse's point in the civic center. So we were, we were kind of nervous and, uh, I mean, every, nobody dropped anyone. Thank God. But, uh, it was a good time. We had fun doing everything and just skating around with them, and it was it was a blast. I did it the next year too. So, oh, so you went? It was good. Then. Yeah, so you went I, back. I came back. Yeah. Let's. Well, I mean, what do you guys? You guys like all like um, normal figure skating outfits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we wore like white shirts. Oh. Yeah, we had bun ups and, and ties and like the the just a black and white look. So it was it was fun. I can't remember what we wore the next year though. It was the same thing. Yeah. Kept it simple for you. Yeah. No, it was, it was crazy, though. Just seeing the honesty, though, watching them skate, though, like, in front of all those people, like, especially by themselves, like, that's got to be, like, a, I mean, it's nerve-wracking compared to, like, being on a team. You get used to it after a while. Yeah, she says she gets used to it, but, I mean, <laughs> if I was out, like, and everyone's watching me, and, like, all the eyes are directly on you, I mean, it was different. Then we were picking up the girls because we were all, like, all together, you know what I mean? So not everyone was had eyes out on one person. But, like, when it's just them, my God. Well, I think it's different in hockey, too, because it's, you're just kind of reacting to a play, so you don't really have much time to think. It's not like when you're, dri- like, um, dribbling, geez. It's not like you're skating down the ice and, and you're on the side, and all of a sudden you're, like, thinking in your head, like, oh, people are watching me, like, yeah, s- not dribble. What do you call it? Skate? Skate, like stick handle. Stick handle, yeah. yeah stick handle the puck up the, up the rink. You can tell I didn't play hockey. But stick handle the puck up the rink, like, you're not thinking about that. We're like... Someone's doing figure skating and you're gonna go do like oh yeah huge a, a triple directly on them. Look at that! Pulled that one out of the bag. I, I think <laughs> now that Meg has more free time, I think she wants to make a comeback now no. into coaching. Well, actually, last time she told me that she went figure skating, she quit after like a minute and went and had a beer. So I heard about that. I um the figure skates definitely are not the most comfortable things after a while, especially when you're out of you know you're retired as long as you I have been, but. Feet. I did go out and play some pond hockey with Pops um, last week. Oh, I did see My that. hockey skates feel a whole lot better, so. I saw that. So he, he's still kicking, doing the skating thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I love it. So, and Mag's, did, Mag's a great figure skater, though, honestly, though. You should get back into coaching. Do you have an old video of you figure skating? Because we saw your old dance video, and I want to see the figure skating. Yeah, the, the dance. I wasn't too. very like, imp- They kind of tie into each Yeah, but I wasn't. Uh, we'll talk about that when Emily gets here, but I wasn't as impressed. No offense, but I'd rather watch figure skating. Yeah. Is that how you met Emily for the dancing? Okay. Like, no, I think dancing's cool. It just, I think figure skating be more like, be fun. Oh, it's more, tough. Be yeah. funner to watch, but if if that's a thing. Um. So what do you do at Valcor? So basically, I uh, just do uh like waiting, bartending, and so I started off doing events with Meg, and that was that was a lot of fun. I love doing those with her. So we, I like did weddings too. And yeah, weddings, all that. Um, that was a like a that was a great time. Meg did a great job running everything and. We had a blast doing that. So now I, I kind of just do more of the stuff downstairs, but still a little bit of the stuff upstairs with the events and all that stuff. It's a great place to work. I mean, everyone we work with, we're all friends with. Uh, like Meg was a great boss to all of us, and everyone everyone got along nice. You were so boss? We, oh, yeah. She was the boss. Jesus, okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she ran the show. She's not a BDE right there. <laughs> all the events and so we had a good time like i still do I, everyone that works there everyone gets along we really haven't had any any problems so it's a nice place to work i mean 
majority of restaurants, I feel like people aren't aren't there too long. Like you, you're there for a high year. turnover. Yeah, which Valcor, I mean, everyone's for the most part. Like everyone I work with's been there since I started. It, so. It's a cool place. I went there um, for a Matt Craig's event, friend of the podcast, Craig Cast. Check him out. You'll be on maybe one day. Yeah, we'll see. 2021, can't wait. Um, but, yeah, he had an event there. It's, it's, it's a great event. We've had yeah. some um, young professional events there. Um, you should go to that. Yeah. When's the next? Tuesday? Aren't they always on Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. There, is it every other it's Tuesday? It's at Valcor. Tuesday yeah. at Valcor, yeah. Yeah, I work. I work sometimes. Oh, then just show up and just, like, yeah. work on the clock. Is it every other Tuesday, though? We have our board meetings every uh, the first Tuesday of every month. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, our, we do an event at least once a month. It kind of depends when it is. But um, March 5th, we have speed networking at Valcor Brewing Company at 530. Um, I remember doing that event. Yeah, that was yeah, a that lot was of fun. fun. <laughs> so you basically, it's just like speed dating, uh, but we do speed networking. So you just zip around the room. You get like a minute, two, just to introduce when, when yourself to everybody. When is that? This Friday? Um, March 5th. March 5th. next. That's... I don't know. Tuesday. Tuesday. Thank you. Tuesday. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, those are interesting. We've had some. We've had some good times doing the events up there. <laughs> Actually, so we talked about this before. I'm gonna have four mics set up. So next time we have at least three people, it won't be this awkward because I'm trying to adjust the volume so we're not blowing you guys out of here. But, um, what was your favorite event? Who Fa- favorite events? <laughs> Meg wouldn't agree with me, but uh, <laughs> probably the sorority party. <laughs> oh no. no! No, that was just funny. It was just like it was. Um, we never really had young, like all the events. I mean, for the most part, the majority of them been weddings and like company parties and stuff like that. So Meg like decided that we try a sorority party. So it's basically a bunch of college girls and guys. Yeah, and so like, and I, I was in. That's char- not that bad, Meg. They said guys, so that there yeah, you go. there you go. But, but was, I mean, I probably would have said the same thing if I was working there over like a retirement party. Yeah, and it was basically all I did. Like I, I had fun because all I had to do was check IDs while while Meg was making sure people weren't putting holes in the wall and puking in the bathroom and smuggling liquor inside. Experience. Oh yeah, it was yeah. That was the first and last college yeah. banquet Valcor will ever have. We we had we had people there that obviously pregame before and like. That couldn't even walk by the time they got there. Like party. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> weddings. Weddings. Um, see, weddings at Velcro were always really interesting because it's a smaller space. Um, you know, you you get either super small weddings or we do really big ones out on the lawn. Um, and it's so weird between because every wedding I've ever been to, mainly family. Um, you know, it's a great time. Everybody's drinking, dancing, whatever. And we had a couple that, like, people are just lame. Yeah. But we, we, I mean, we, of course, had some really great ones and um, some really some, yeah, interesting ones. Interesting but. people. <laughs> it varies. It varies for yeah. sure. So it's majority of the time people, like, they go have events. They're, they're in to have a good time and stuff. So majority of the time it's okay. But they uh, they tend to be tend to switch it up sometimes. There hasn't been as many since you've been gone. Well, at least I haven't worked as many since you were there. So. It's interesting, but uh, anyone interested, uh, we got a new menu at Valcor come uh, come Friday, so I'm sure they'll appreciate the shout out. Are you the cook, or just you just sling oh, the beers? I just sling the beer. Yeah, sling the beers. I went there uh, St. Patty's Day last year. It was a good time. Yeah, no, they for uh, for a stop. It was one. It was a stop on a few legs. Was that the what's what was that called? The you had a menu there was good. 
No, Shimmer. no, I didn't do that. I just went the drinks. Oh, you just went for drinks. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't do no running. Yeah. Um, but the food was good. We had like there were some specials. Yeah, I don't so remember what I got, but they were good. So they, it, they were like Irish, Irish yeah. style. So I, I don't. Was that when Seb was there? Yeah. Was that when Seb was there though with the specials? Or yeah, there was. Okay. So yeah, so we got we got some new new uh, chefs. So they they just did a new menu come this Friday. So we're just adding some stuff on there. So there, there uh, you hopefully go. it'll be good. You know. And dominate the brewery market. I, I can't. Area. I can't wait for Tuesday night at eighty KYP. Sling them new menu. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, what time is it? Eight. Yeah, we should probably wrap wrap this up. Um, anything you want to add, Meg? Since you you came here, are you coming sun, Sunday? You said yes. Cool. Well, I have a full mic for you too. Yeah. So you're gonna have three mics come Sunday, or three mics? Wow. Three nice. mics, three people. You're, hey, you got, I got four. If you want to make yeah, the party, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll uh, kind of make another appearance. Do the the four way combo. The, the uh, we got a we got a good friend coming in from New Hampshire. Um, I talked to her earlier in the week. I got to get some background on her. I should know more about her than I do. I mean, I do, but I should have it like a little more planned. Like I didn't know you, so it didn't matter. Yeah, no offense, true. but we just <laughs> we just kind of shot the shit until we uh, we just had like a, a full thing. We got good. We had some yeah, good topics. No, for sure. Um, so that should be fun. Um, but yeah, we are back bigger, badder than ever. Episode 14. Uh, we have episode 15 coming up this weekend. I think I have episode 16 planned sometime next week. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to roll this thing. So it's getting, it's getting big, taking off. I'm back from vacation, ready to go. So, um, I want to thank, um, anything else you want to plug? Why no, you got the chance? You got the mic? It's been great. Yeah. No, Do you want to, you want to plug your, your, your Instagram or you want to just kind of make, don't let people follow you. No, people could follow me. I, I'm uh, I'm not private, so it's uh, Castle K S T L E B and then seventy seven. Hockey number? Yeah, hockey number. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to thank Mr. Castle for coming on. Thanks for having me on. The uh, the man with the cool name. I'd like to thank Meg for our first ever returning guest. Wow. Even though it was a small cameo, it's still all right. We'll get our ratings up, five stars on <laughs> on iTunes and all the, all the other good stuff. So, and I think she's couple days away from being the only three times so you actually might have wow yeah she's very very uh she's a reg she's a reg on this on this podcast so um everybody thank you for joining us that is episode 14 of the galen trombley show for castle myself and miss megan we are out thanks for listening to the galen trombley show if you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.